What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. Tupac, how close were you guys? We were really good friends. Really good friends. Um, I didn't hang out with him much. He didn't hang out, but we were always welcome when we saw each other. He was always welcome to be with me. He always had me welcome to be with him. And um, we were just really good friends. I had got him to a move, uh, a club one night. Um, I think it was one of Magic Johnson's parties that when Magic and them left and everything, he wanted to come in and we got him in. And he got on the mic and started rocking on the mic. And he was with Digital Underground. He wasn't known yet. They said his name is Tupac. He's going to be a big star one day. Then his mother wrote me from prison and explained that Tupac was at the Indiana Black Expo and wanted to meet me. And that's the first day I met him. There's a rumor that you told Pac not to hang out with Hayes and Jack, but he didn't listen. Well, I used to told Pac, but I said, I don't know if you, I think you're out of your league right now. You know? Mm-hmm. He, could, he had asked me about Jack. You know, and I had known Jack to Scooter. And I used to say, you're out of your league. You know? You hang with the big boys now. Yeah, he's out, you're out of your league. Mm. Pac went to prison for the same similar situations as yours. Well, it's really easy to be a guy, you know, a young guy like um, myself at that time in Pac. We're in our sexual prime. Well, I mean, we, what we do, I'm a fighter. When you see me, I have my shorts on, a mask, and you see Tupac, he had a shirt. So it's easy to say that these big, over-sexualized bucks would do something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Look, if you, if, you, um, if, you, if you have that belief in... And that's when you understand all your life. That's if he's big and he, if he's big and he's black, he's a rapist. If he's a, if he's if he's smart, he's a tax cheat. And that's just how people, um, pretty pretty much categorize people, categorize. stereotype people. Right, right. Put you in the same. We're yeah. oversexualized. I'm an oversexualized buck. You see, like, you know, you look at me now, what, I'm 54, something like this? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm past my sexual prime. I don't have no trouble now, do I? <laughs> do I get in trouble anymore? You don't see nobody write anything about me no more, right, do you? Right, right. Things have changed. But when mm-hmm. I'm young out there and I'm strapped and I'm ready to go, I'm a menace. They'll watch my every move. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the real. That's, that's interesting. You think about when you, all these guys died around 25. Yes, they died in their prime, 22, 24, 25 parking all those guys. Mm. There's too much testosterone for these people to handle. He was young, yep. yeah. Young killers, yeah. How did you feel when you heard the bad news about Tupac? I felt that was really something I couldn't even exp- I just knew that um, it was really a bad day when that happened. I just knew it was really bad. 
And um, I feel a little guilty about him coming to the fight, me pressuring him for the day. Hey, you want to bring the tape? Don't forget the tape, you know? And I was going to go out with him that night. I promised to go to 662 with him that night. But I just had a little baby, and her mother was um, provoking me to stay home. So I stayed with the baby, and then someone called me that night and told me that happened. And I'm just, and um, this is just what we do. You know, I, I come to my senses. I come to the, my objectivity. And I, I know who I am. I know what my element's about. In my world, this is what happens in my world. This is just what happens in my world. That was part of my world. My world, this happens. Mm. But just because it was Tupac and I was attached to it, it was different. But normally, this is what happens. I expect somebody to die after a fight or somebody get hurt or something crazy happened. But when it happened to him, it was, it was different. Tell me one of your greatest Tupac stories. Hey. I don't even know if I can say this one, though. <laughs> All right. It's in, I'm living in Cleveland then, but I'm coming out from L.A. I'm just coming from L.A. or New York. I'm coming, maybe New York. I'm coming, just go to the plane, Tupac's in the, in the arena. I'm in the arena in Cleveland. I'm dancing, I'm on stage with him, and then I'm watching the girls dancing, and I say, hey, who's that? And he said, don't worry about that. I said, hey, he said, you got to, don't worry about that, man. Just poke on stage, man. Jump to stage. I said, no, who's that? And they, um, when the show was over, he said, go to the bathroom. This she was it. Go ahead, that's yours. Mm. That's one story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yours. I said, thank you very much, brother. Thank you very much. I said, thank you very much. I, said, I don't do this to nobody else. This is you. I don't be doing this shit for anybody. This is you, my brother. I said, thank you so much. I love being your brother. Thank you, I'm your brother. Oh, God, thank you so much. He came bearing gifts. <laughs> Listen, um, I don't know if it's about my sex issues and stuff with girls, but listen, you're such a good friend to me because my friend, at, oh, I was depressed one day. I guess that's when I was, um, I don't know what after my Lennox fight, I wasn't feeling so good lately. And my friend, you wouldn't believe how he just, I don't know how people do it. They get, Mike, you all right? You sure? And I'm looking at wow, that's a nice looking girl. Yeah, Mike, you like you, you want her mic? And I just don't know how they do it. They just, get, they just come right over there. <laughs> Why did you say that? And, um, I used to admire guys like that. Like, right. like, hey, mate, you know, you like them, let's go over there. Right. What, like, one, two, three. What did you say? I just wanted to know, what, don't worry about that, Mike. It's, Tell me the cool. formula. Yeah. Like. I'm not like that. I can't just get somebody to talk. To, I can't get no one to say hi to somebody. Let alone just meet them and go home with them. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después. Worldwide Latino pride. The ambassadors of violence. LAX, k Dog, the notorious 187 homicide. I'm from Miami, not Compton. Down with the essays in the six four hopping. To my body was in the seven eight seven. And those up in Brooklyn pulling two eleven. I come through stomping, rolling in my low top chucks. Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust. Checkered up like a nut going fifty one fifty. Heat up the feet up, creased up in some dicky. Well, well, waka. To keeping it 100 with Conan. Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later. We are now chopping it up on Spreaker. 
I am the MC of the week. The disco fiend with the monster sound. The cool ghoul with the bump transplant. Dr. Funkenstein. That's right, baby. And if you feel like getting funky on them socials, you can hit me up on Twitter at DocFunkATL. And if you're feeling extra charitable this week, fuck them kids. Send your boys some strip club money at the same handle on Venmo. We're open here in Georgia, and I'm trying to save local businesses. That's right, baby. Let's get it. This week on the show, WWE Hall of Famer and former WCW Tag Team Champion Stevie Ray makes his highly anticipated return to the show and covers topics like UFC, football, and everything in between. Conan, Disco, and Joe review WWE Raw and are joined by a Patreon super team to take a look at AEW Dynamite, Sting and Darby Allen, and Chris Jericho. All this plus the listener mailbag where the crew chops it up on topics like Goldberg vs. Triple H, Disco's forgotten female bodyguard, the Frankensteiner vs. the Hurricane Rana, and a WCW focus group. And now... Without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gym. It's Conan. Boom. It's because do that get a bump. Yo, we're back with episode 239 of Keeping It One Hunt with Conan, the mighty, mighty DI. And Jojo, the Billy Entrepreneur, boom, what it do, one thousand, wow. That was not a lot of emphasis. That was not a very good introduction. I liked it. I liked it. Yo, we're back with Keeping It 100. Yo, we're back with Keeping It 100 with Conan, the mighty, mighty D.I. And Jojo, the Billy Entrepreneur, what it do, boom. It's much better. All right. Uh, Let's start off. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? EAD. Really good. What are you doing? Remember those commercials? Uh, what are yeah. you doing? You know, <laughs> those are hysterical. What's up? That was a yeah. That was like, what, and then they did the, the, the "What are you doing? What are yeah, you doing?" Yeah, yeah, nerds, you know, like yeah, even yeah, nerds drink beer. Yeah, you know, right. it was good marketing. Remember that? That was all around during the Super Bowl, yeah, like that. like advertising thing, like that. That was those were like big big ads back then. You know? Oh, nice, it's Christian Erickson, a seven ninety seventh minute goal to win my uh, bet here for eight. Is that Inter? That's the one you mentioned this morning. No, no, no. I did the. Uh, on Twitter. The Arsenal-Southampton game. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Southampton just tied it up. I get them plus a half a goal. Do I need to start? Or just get in, do you need to start or just get into the shout-outs? You can do the shout-outs. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yo, let's start off the show like we always do with the shout-outs. Who's listening to us from where? If I butcher your name or city, my bad. It's Iranian tobacco accent. And if I haven't shouted you out, please be patient. I got a lot to catch up on. One thou wow. Dr. Morgus Rotten, tremendous name, Palmdale, California. Brian Sternick, stand-up comedian from Cleveland, Ohio. Do you know Raven? Nothing. Uh, Jaime Lechuga from Chicago. Th- Thomas a bitch or bish? <laughs> One of the two. Los Angeles. Grant Padre, Oceanside, California. Hell yeah, brother. Or hell yeah, brother. Myrtle Beach, South California. Nathan Fuentes, Castro Valley, California. Rassel Talk Official from Carlisle, England. Okay, I'm going to do that right off the bat. Because when I hear Rassel talk, I don't think England. I think like southern U.S. Um, Miles Millennium from Newark, Delaware. From Newark, Delaware. Um, Leeds Professional Wrestling, Leeds, England. Bliss Folking, Oklahoma. Lawrence Padilla, Taos, New Mexico. 
Westside 763 Minneapolis, Mr. Brickstar Buffalo, New York, Big Trouble Ben Bishop from Baltimore, trained by James Ellsworth, Mr. Big Miller from Canada, Mama Cass from Oak Ridge, Tennessee, Rich Haynes from North Vernon, Indiana, KC Navarro, who's a wrestler from New Jersey but also reps Miami, uh, Josh Crane from the 317 Indianapolis, Vintage Wrestling Magazines, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Broward County, boom. Uh, Ricardo Mejias from Mississauga, Canada. Um, Marche Rocket, he's a wrestler from Chicago who I actually met in Canada. Uh, Danny Duggan's promotion in Winnipeg, big ups. Uh, Madge27, New York, from New York City. Max from Austin, Texas. Shawnee on the Spot from Buffalo, New York. Big Daddy Claymore from Allenton, Pennsylvania. Mike Macaron from Canada. Noah from Hanover, Germany. And Jenny Two Joints from Asbury, New Jersey. Um, <clears throat> check out our Patreon, bro. Oh, hang on. I, uh, I got yeah. one shout out, my bad. So I know people heard me on the show talking about a new Keeping It 100 t-shirt design. I put it up on the Facebook. And this uh, gentleman is a listener. He just sent it to us uh, gratis, free gratis. And uh, his name's Ryan Lewis, uh, specializes in branding and graphic design services. That's rylu.com, R-Y-L-E-W.com. And that shirt design will be up by the time you hear this at prowrestlingtees.com slash keepingit100, K-E-P-I-N-I-T-1-0-0. All right, check out our Patreon. That's where we make some real paper, no ads. We try to be anti-formulaic, give you thought-provoking, informative, uh, entertaining content with a ball-busting a la carte. Boom. Uh, Every week we give you all the audio uh, content and video content that didn't um, fit on the free show, watch-alongs where we watch matches together with Patreon members, roundtables for AEW, uh, NXT, and what's the other one? Uh, pay-per-views we do roundtables And as well. SmackDown, SmackDown pay-per-views. Uh, we do roundtables with Patreon members right after the, the shows. Um, what else, Joe? Well, there's content going up uh, on a daily basis now. Like you said, there's uh, you know nice uh, long segments w- which review Raw and SmackDown with Conan and Di. Then when it comes to AEW and NXT, we do a roundtable with three listeners or so after the Wednesday night events and uh, just chop it up over both shows. From there, there's all kinds of uh, there's a mixed bag, if you will. Like today, I just put up about a 45 minute clip where we talked last week uh, about censorship and burning books and. You know, the Turner Diaries, Catcher in the Rye, Parental Advisory stickers, shit like that. It was a really good conversation. And uh, the unedited... It was when I was talking. The rest was just trash. (laughs) (laughs) The... uh the unedited mailbag goes up every week. That's that's popular. Like I like I've said before, there's usually over an hour of Q and A, maybe fifteen twenty minutes or so. Make the show. The rest is on Patreon, and th- that's been a feature for a long time. So there's basically years of Q and A with Conan and Disco on the Patreon site. Uh, other than all the reviews and the mailbag and stuff like that, we do uh, match watch along videos. Uh, we also put uh, some video segments up there. Uh, the mailbag goes up there, or video with a guest today, like Stevie Ray, will go up there as well. And um, we're going to start doing more of the subscriber uh, intro. So if you want to do the intro to Keeping It 100, I'm going to put something up on the Patreon today. Which have been 90% absolutely brutal, yeah. starting with Mitch Valentine, who for some reason thinks his are good. Yeah, so I'll put that up on Patreon, soon if you want to do the intro <laughs> and maybe plug Twitter or something like that. There you go. <laughs> Um, it's like we're doing a professional wrestling podcast, and like our, our show opens with we're, like we're doing like the Gong Show, <laughs> <You know>? right? 
It's like we're trying people out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and yeah. and, and let me tell you, so they're not and, qualified. They have zero energy. They're <laughs> <just> terrible. <laughs> and they all, we should have the gong sound bite after the ones that are brutal. Well, we usually have a kazoo, but we should add the gong. Yeah. Uh, also, the show. You should do like multiple sound effects, like a toilet flushing the gong. Uh, yeah, kazoo. like uh, the... just like completely <laughs> bury the, right, the bury right. the intro as much as possible. Yeah. And our favorite one. And our favorite one, dun, 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 dun. Uh, like a yeah. fart sound, everything. Yeah, just just like, just, let him have it. Wah, wah. Um, so, yeah, also, the the, show, the main show, as everyone knows, comes out Thursday, uh, comes out later in the day now, since we record really late Wednesday night. But you can get the ad and music-free version of every week's episode early on Patreon. That's in a $10 tier. And if you're in the $25 tier or above, preferably the $40 tier, you will get first uh, first choice to come on the round tables. You're first in line to come on the round tables and pick match watch alongs. We've done quite a few music segments with um, subscribers. You know, either it's been Conan's idea for some of them, some of them the subscribers suggested. So we did Prince, Led Zeppelin, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and more. That's also another little extra thing that people seem to like. So if you want to come on and discuss your favorite artist, band, musician, whatever with Conan. That's another thing that we do. Like we try to do once a month or whatever. So yeah, and the other thing is, uh, and this is very. Um, we also have three years worth of tremendous conversations, which now are on on these rehash shows, which is basically the best of our old shows. That's been doing really good, and you know, I'll send backstage interviews from places I've been to. I'll send posters, um, matches that yeah. you know nobody else has access to. A lot of extra Easter eggs. For our Patreon members. So there's a lot, bro. You get way, way more than your money's worth. Guaranteed. If not, just see what the people on Twitter say about our Patreon. It's always 100% positive. Boom. Yeah. Uh, As far as Rehash goes, um, this week uh, on Rehash, which comes out every Monday morning, first thing in the morning. uh, Um, As far as Rehash goes, Conan, that you just mentioned, uh, it comes out every Monday, first thing in the morning. We've already done seven episodes. The seventh episode of Re- Rehash that came out uh, was part two of a live Keeping It 100 that featured Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sean Waltman. There's also a long segment uh, that you two did with Shane Helms covering, you know, addiction, what it's like to uh, be addicted, have friends who are addicted. You know, uh, Shane talks about interventions that he was a part of and things like that. So a step away from the humor for a little bit of a serious segment there. And then there was... Um, Disco versus Ryan Satin and Erica Steiner, which uh, people had suggested after Disco uh, put out something of a misogynistic or misunderstood tweet that Ryan and er- uh, Ryan and Erica Steiner came on to do battle <laughs> and, with and him. And the about. social justice warriors on Twitter, all mo- mo- the mob came after yeah. me and attacked me. You know, so. and think about that. This this was uh, these were episodes fifty eight and fifty nine that those segments aired on, and today is uh, two forty or two thirty nine. So right. it's crazy how long this has been going. But you see the trends. Yeah, you can actually probably do a pretty good job in these episodes of uh, of grading us on on our accuracy for predictions. Yeah, well, so, side note: someone put out a clip from uh, the Raven Effect last week, and it was like Raven Effect election predictions. And right at the end of the clip, I was like, "Well, as long you know, they'll never put Biden and Harris out there." And there's like a right after that. So my, Who said that? I did. Right. My prediction you was did? not correct. Well, you're usually yeah. wrong on most things, so. Um, so that shouldn't be a surprise. Well, both of you are. Just to wrap no. up, to wrap up rehash. No, because I told you Biden was going to whoop your uh, Trump's ass, and he did. Boom. To wrap up rehash, I'm going to go with a, with disc, a disco inferno. It's disrespectful. 
a disco and but true <laughs> disco suggestion, which is. I want to make a comment. I want to. I'd also say okay. another thing. Uh, if, if we're going to go predictions, I predicted a Buccaneers upset. You both picked the the Packers. You're oh. absolutely right. Oh, pretty no. Tom Brady. This I'm going to give you props for that. I was I got it wrong. Um, I want to make. Were you going to ask? Yep. I want to make a comment. Go ahead. I think we should have a flashback week next week on the, on the show. I think that we okay because like you know. I was a Disco Inferno. You were Conan, Filthy Animals, everything. Like, we don't really dress the part on, right. the, on the video portion. <laughs> right. And especially you, specifically. Right. Because you look like, right now, I was going to say, I was going to point out that you don't, you, you look like, when Conan was in WCW and in the right. Filthy Animals, right. what you look like right now would have been a right. great character if you were, like, Conan's dad's character. Right, like the, the, the dad of <laughs> like you show up, like you know you're you're old school dads, like you're laid back and everything, yeah. but like young Conan's all, you know, got nice threads on, <laughs> like, like your Conan's dad that comes to show, like Ted Irvin, you know, like kind of yeah. like the old bit of veteran, you know, like so. Bro, let me but, tell yeah. you, it it's super comfortable. I'm super comfortable and. I don't know how it is in Vegas, but there's a storm here in California. Uh, brutal. I, I walked and it's outside yesterday. Super and, cold, and it was like a. I was. I felt like I was under environmental attack. Like right. I opened the door, and it was wet, and it was windy, and it was cold wind, raining, and, and wet. I was like, like, where did this come from? I didn't even. Yeah. I had to go back inside and put more warm clothes on. You know. Just yeah, it's ridiculous, crazy. bro. Yeah. yeah. It's, and and then there's nothing worse when it's raining and the rain is cold. Yeah. You know brutal. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, one one last thing I want to say about rehash is taking a suggestion from Disco. Uh, I will soon be airing in sequence the Disco Inferno Ronda Rousey predictions upon her arrival at WWE, which which Disco requested, and and coming soon as well will be uh, there. There you were correct. You were correct on yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. And coming soon, absolutely also, was. Of course, I was. Coming soon also will be the much requested. Uh, you know, it's a long. Do you like my cry on? By the way. You're, yeah. Well, uh, yes. well, I like how you embrace it so yes. people won't fuck with you and you can keep getting away with it, but it's very disturbing. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, coming soon on Annoying. Re- yes, yeah. Both. Coming soon on Rehash will be chapter by chapter, multi part special, will be the meltdown of KG. So we're going to get that. Well, Joe, for the, the, the audio listeners, tell them what my cryon says. He who talks over people. Which Man, replaced I mean, conversation terrorists. By the way, uh, right. well, I'm sending I'm sending Stevie Ray the link Which now. Which replaced but, I'm not Kermit, huh? Right. I'm sending Stevie Ray the, the link now because he's supposed to start it too. But I guess okay. we could talk about it uh, for a moment. What did did Disco? Did you walk off one of your shows this week? Did you do a walk off? You, you walked for like off about a minute for like sixty seconds. Uh, did he did he dock your pay? No, of course not. <laughs> he he knows this. He's tr- he's playing. He's a moron. He was trying. This was his conversation. He was trying to tell me, okay, now let me ask you a question. Based on what you've seen of Vince lately, do you think Vince Russo cares what his critics say about him? Uh, yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right? He does a show called Cash Trading the Marks and stuff. Wait, Bro, Joe I was about to, to say no. Wait one second. Why? Why would you say no? Joe? No, no, because he said recently, and then I was going to say, yeah, you know, because he does get very defensive and emotional when these guys come after him. Bro, he does yeah. an entire show based on what his critics say. Cash, he does the Cash Ready the Mark show. And he's trying to tell me he doesn't care. And because he said, I don't care what my critics say, he got trapped in a conversation with me where I was just saying, bro, how could you not say you don't care what they say when you literally do a show every week about what they say? I'm like, I, he goes, that doesn't mean because we're entertaining. That doesn't mean I care. 
Yes, I go, does. okay, well, from now on, let, let's, let, let's if do If you're answering your critics, that means you can't. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're, just like, bro, just, <laughs> just, like, just like a person, just like a person yeah. who follows everything you do, but they bury you, they're a fanboy. They're following everything you do just to fucking bury you. But you wait, know what just, I'm saying? Bro, if you don't defend, care about what they say, you don't you're say not anything talking bad. about them right. at all. Yeah, but to, to, defe- <laughs> to defend <laughs> Vince real quick. This is not about defending, bro. This yeah. is what it is. No, but so I got a kind of heated he conversation with him over it, and I'm trying to – I'm like I can't believe you don't understand my viewpoint here. That, that, right. you know, and it just and it was so he was him him and Jeff too. It was the worst. The both of them were, were well, brain double teams. Stupid uh, stupid. Okay, thing. What, what were you gonna say? Defend him with what? Well, castrating the marks. Vince isn't answering things that they say about Vince. He's just responding to emails that the listeners send in of Dave or Wade Keller or whoever saying a goofy thing or doing their booking ideas. Uh, you're just you circumventing know. the obvious. Yeah, but not, they're, you're not going to do a whole show if, if the people, all, all the people writing in are, are you know, the, the, the disco podcast and then, uh, you know, the Sean Walton podcast. Like, you know, it's going to be about what the Marks say, which is what yes. he's doing. He's about the dirt sheet guys, you know? Right. I like Vince a lot. So does Disco. But, you know, when you're writing all the time, I can't watch this anymore. When I turn right. 60, total, I'm not going to watch drama anymore. Queen. And that's my right. comment. Of, yeah, I always say right. you're, you're such a – he tried to deny he's a drama queen. And Jeff tries to defend him, well, deny he's a drama queen. I'm going, come on, bro. I'm like, I get more drama from the from the people that listen to, to me on your show than anything I do in podcasts because these people are – Going on like Disco should get fired because he didn't do like all these the brothers sending Vince's email like six seven paragraph emails Jesus. about what I'm saying on the show. Bro, and I'm like, have we I'm have like, we ever <laughs> have we ever had that problem, Joe? No, no. There's very few uh, people complain about Disco. No one complains about anything on the show right now. You know, there's no major heat seeker like you know there was at one time. So, but Disco he gets some of the complaints that he gets from Vince's, but you might see it on Twitter or something like that. Check out the Keeping It 100 official YouTube. Uh, there's clips going up every day, and there's going to be more video on there soon, uh, per Conan's decree. And, um, you know, subscribe there, like like the videos, and get in there and comment. The more you take a look at them and engage with the other listeners and stuff, it's good for us. And it'll, it'll help the channel keep growing, which it has has had a lot of significant growth in the last few months. So. And let me, I forgot to add this. If you got any questions or anything for the uh, juicy uh, Frankie Seal, which Frankie won't be doing this week. You can send him the K100questions at gmail.com. Keep the letter short so we can read a grip of them. And then you can also go on facebook.com slash K100Conan. JoJo's there, chopping it up, probably putting himself over. And then you got Wait. Hughesley on, on YouTube. Yes, I will never do your show, Hughesley. <laughs> but you are doing a good job. Boom. This is J.J. Dillon, the leader of the original Four Horsemen two-time Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Keep It 100 with JoJo the producer. Hey, Conan is the man. I've known Conan forever. I can listen to him all day. Sadly, his uh, commentary partner is some nobody named uh, Disco Inferno. Oh, give me a break. This is Impact Wrestling's resident demon assassin, Rosemary, and you are listening to Keep It 100 with JoJo the producer and (laughs) that dastardly LAX crime boss, Conan. Oh, and apparently Disco Inferno as well. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Stay away! 
Coming up next, there's first a Monday Night Raw review with Conan and Disco, followed up by some AEW talk from the roundtable, featuring Adam Demoy, Harry Ruiz, and Matt Trevino. You can get the rest of these full reviews at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me. Was almost uh, DEFCON zero still on his uh, level of intensity? Uh, 1,000% Mike Pence charisma. Styles said he would love to help True show that he belongs in Rumble match while saying he's benevolent. True said he's a Capricorn. Pierce Book Styles versus Truth is way to give Truth a chance to prove himself. Isn't Truth? Let me let me see this. No, now wait, wait. Times, let me let me, let me times, like 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 if we're doing logically here, right? How many times does Truth won the twenty four seven title? Yeah, a million. Forty. So why? So this guy would not just be in the match. He's like a forty time twenty four seven champion. And bro, and here I I I I I do like the character progression and development of almost. Because he, you call him he, almost. Yeah, because he's almost ready. So he, um, he did this thing last week where he, while AJ Styles was wrestling, he said, "Come on, come on," okay, which was a lot better than what he's done. Just nothing. Then this week, AJ Styles goes, "What's the word I'm looking for?" And he goes, "Benevolent," and that's when our truth said that benevolent line. Right. Then he asked him if he was a Taurus. Then he asked him if he was a Taurus. He goes, no, I'm not. He goes, well, I used to have a Taurus with BG, and our car broke down, and then they just walked away and left him there talking. So somehow, sometimes Ronnie, I don't know how he makes some of this shit funny, but they give him the most ridiculous. Right. Poor guy. They They have like the interns writing for him. You know, it's like, they get, like they have the, the new writers that are there on a trial basis. Hey, write some stuff for our truth. That, that seems like truth, you know what? Truth is like New Day. He just said, fuck it. He just said, I'm not going to oh, make him wait. I'm going to embrace it. it. I'm getting paid. Right. He's One been getting paid well. forever there. Right. You know? Right. And all he's going to do is run around and do this 24-7 shit. Jesus right. Christ. Um, and I so then we did fuck it. Seamus and Morrison. I did not see this match. I saw the finish, but I, I could have told you. So, so now we get more lazy booking here to fill time. Seamus right. beats Morrison. So the Miz, okay, after the match, tells Seamus that we should you should have a handicap match to help you prepare for the rumble. And, and Seamus accepts this? Yes. Seamus so, versus the Miz Morrison in a handicap match and then they beat him. Right. Second, so then they beat him. So so here's what here was what here's what <laughs> So All right. You good DI? Yeah. Yeah. So this was actually a good physical match, and I think Morrison was just trying to say, look, man, give, some, give me somebody good to work with, and we can go, because this was a good match. So he beat him with that white nose, that white noise, noise thing that he does, which looks really right. good. Then, of course, they challenged him to a fight, and just to show how tough this guy is, he said yes, right? right. So now I guess to get their heat back, you have two guys beat this guy that's already tired, it's yeah, made no that, fucking that, sense. the match like an idiot and then lost instead of just leaving with the win. Right, right, <laughs> right. Did this, this benefited like, nobody. Nobody. It made him look like an idiot for accepting right. this handicap. Like, oh, God. All right. Uh, okay. Backstage, Ric Flair showed Lacey Evans some moves until they were interrupted by Charlotte Flair. Charlotte told Evans to get out. She obliged. Rick said that just because she's a star now doesn't mean there's not a place for him in the locker room. He said if someone wants his advice, he's going to give it. Charlotte said Rick spent his money on everyone other than his family. Charlotte said it was cute when she was young, but Rick has gone from a legend to an old guy. 
Charlotte said she's not the bad guy. Evans hit Charlotte from behind with a woman's right. I actually like the name of that that move that that thing, the woman's right. Uh, Evans kicked Charlotte, and Rick went to check on his daughter, but Evans pulled him away. And I, I saw this, and it's just like some corny. She's acting like so over the top and corny, like a character. I just don't, of, yeah. and I, I don't understand. I'm not a big fan of her. They really like her. She's yeah. just too inconsistent for me. Some things she does good, other things she doesn't do that good. And um, but I did like this is what I did like. I, I like Charlotte almost crying, getting kind of emotional. And Rick, you know, just fucking I thought it was very well done until she came in and then she fucking. Oh, and then Rick went to pick up Charlotte and then Lacey grabbed him and said, oh, let's go. How do you do it? Woo. And I'm not uh, buying that, you know, yeah. much like the, 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 I'm not buying, this is so absurd. There's no way Rick's going to turn on his daughter. So much, I'm not buying that at all. So much like the Buddy Murphy, uh, Aaliyah thing. People were complaining about it and saying, oh, it's gross. It makes me uncomfortable. Wait a minute. Wait one second. Yeah. Aaliyah's 19 as a shoot. This guy's 32 as a shoot. Yeah. This yeah. girl's 30 as a shoot. And this guy's 70 yeah. as a shoot. So yeah. huge difference. They look like they'd be dating. Yeah. Murphy and Lalia look like they'd be dating. Right. Like yeah. you could see them at a club somewhere. Yeah. You ain't gonna, and if you saw Rick Flair with her, you'd think gold digger or some shit. You wouldn't think, you know. What what I'm saying? Saying. Let me ask you a question. Or Gross. granddaughter. Is Lalia yeah, dating anybody over there? Where in San Diego? And you in WWE? No. Interesting. You said before she had, there's she's, a lot, you know, because yeah. now that she's in the business. Yeah. It seems like every girl the business dates with right, like, right. you know, yeah. my my yeah. my advice to her is never date anybody in the of wrestling course. business. I, I never Ever. I don't want to date anybody in the business. I don't I don't want right. people, Ever. I want to be a get away from wrestling when I put them right. over. I don't, you I don't know. Go, to, go to work right. with somebody that I live with. It's like right. I need my space. All right. So let me tell you that this is where they, they missed the thing here, right? So if the gimmick was now, you know, the truth okay, go go and prove yourself, right? So AJ's got a match here against truth. Bro, the, AJ beats him in two and a half minutes. And right, stuff. very bro, quick. All the time they did on this show with all the double matches and three. Bro, the, the gimmick of this should have been, all right, Truth and AJ get in there, and Truth throws away his goofy over-the-top character and goes out there for like seven, eight, nine minutes, and they, and they have a wrestling match. and show they and could like, have right, a great one. Like they've had him in Impact before. Right. They absolutely could. And it's right. like, you know, he's going to be like, this would have been a good thing. Like the announcers could have say, wow, look at truth. You know, cause like, bro, he's just a caricature right now. There's no reason even putting him the guy in a match. He's just doing comedy. You know right. what I'm saying? So this, this was, this did nothing. Cause Wait now truth TV, can't right. prove himself. Cause he right. got beat by AJ in two and a half minutes. So <laughs> like every and, character. And you could have turned, and, and turned the corner on truth where he starts yeah. getting a little bit more serious and a little bit more focused and you know, you know what I'm saying? But no, I liked when kept he, him how he, as is the, the, one of the only times that they've tried to make him serious. It was already about 10 years ago when he turned heel on scene and went for the belt. Remember that? No, yeah. no, yeah, it was it was kind of like a one month program, but it was he was really good. <laughs> That's why really one good. month, yeah. But it's one of it's actually one of the things that got me back into watching was just now is that when it on him and him. is that when like him and Morrison were a tag team? Uh, was, I liked them as a tag team. That was the next year. Him and Miz teamed up oh, okay. against Rocky and uh, Cena. Yeah. All right, all right. So Alexa Bliss has delivered a promo to her swing set in the backstage area. She said last week was so much fun. And that's the empty chair next to her if it saw what we did. Footage of the fireball from two weeks ago. Bliss said she wanted to have fun with Asuka, but she didn't want to play nice. But neither did I, Bliss said. Footage aired of her possession moment, which included her hitting Bray Wyatt's finisher to win the match. Bliss asked the viewers liked her trick. She said he taught it to her and a lot of other things. She said she can't wait to see him again so she can thank him. She said she gets to win a shiny new toy tonight. Bliss said that just like last week, she doesn't feel like playing nice. 
Bliss saying ring around the rosy and concluded with a Wyatt voice, let me in line. What'd you think? What She's do you doing think? it. Like, she, bro, she acts very well in this gimmick. Yeah. Just to me, the gimmick is just, I don't think wrestling, where the ratings are right now, and what the reason people don't like to watch this show, I just don't think this is a good yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a good strategy. It's a, I think it was good. I think it was good at the beginning, but somehow now they've they, drawn they've it out too long. Right, not, right. They've lost their way. Yeah, right. You right. know. Um, so then Riddle has a uh, a gauntlet match against the Hurt Business, right? And this is which is funny because you know exactly what's going to happen here. But Riddle's been beat like a million. How many times has Riddle lost? Like the past like few months he's it's like, i can't it's really recall really more than he's win. ever won that's yeah for sure. it's really cons- so now it's he, really consistent so now he starts running through these guys in this gauntlet match he beats sheldon and benjamin in four minutes and 50 seconds uh then he beats mvp in seven seconds uh riddle rolled him on his heel hook and got the submission um bro but let me take- say something did you see any of his match with Ced- cedric alexander no, that's what's coming next. We're just, that was, still, okay. Okay. The third stage of the match is joined in progress. Alexander threw a great try. Okay, uh, Riddle came back. Alexander went up and spoke to MVP and Benjamin before, uh, before he, he was going to do a dive. And Riddle avoided whatever Alexander was going for. They rolled him into position for a triangle. And Alexander powerbombed him. And little minutes later, Riddle rolled Alexander into a pin and got the three count. He defeated all, all three guys. I like, you know what? Let me tell you what they've done here. That is good. Okay. Is that, you know, all these. The Hurt Business guys are kind of over, and they've really done a good job of making you care about Cedric Alexander. Right. That's one thing they've done well on the show. They make him the f- – they didn't just stick him in the group and just have him right. be a guy that goes out there. They and elevated him. They, and he's, they're and they're he's, making him the focus of the story. You know, and let me say what? Right. He sh- he's shown up for work, bro. He kills it on the mic. Mm-hmm. He's a ve- uh, uh, And, bro, what a match he had. I actually watched it. What a match he had with Riddle. That was physical and good. I was very surprised. So people that are listening to this, if you want to see a good match, that was it. Right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ding and Darby Allen delivered a promo from an undisclosed location. Okay, and the undisclosed location was this looks like a broom closet. Empty building. Abandoned warehouse. Not a warehouse. Warehouse, okay. Sting acted like he was defended by Taz referring to them as hoodlums. Then conceded that Darby Allen is a hoodlum. <laughs> Allen then threw a skateboard through a window behind him and said that he is the hoodlum, no different than his partner. Then Sting slammed his Bro, baseball that, when I saw, Let me I have finish. To say this. I have to say Please this. stop interrupting. Okay, Let me finish. Two this is the first time I say something, motherfucker. Sting slammed his baseball bat through the windows behind him and said he is a hoodlum. He said it's showtime at Revolution, the street fight. Okay, go ahead. Fuck it. <laughs> 
I didn't like the way Darby looked. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just had one more sentence Content- to read. You, you wanted to because uh, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like when, when Michael Jackson was in the video Bad and was trying to act like a badass. You right. Know, like, like, okay. Darby, and they Michael, were breaking none, windows. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. This is yeah. one of those segments that I talk about that when it was done, <laughs> I kind of chuckled out loud <laughs> because it, did, it came across to me as funny and not like really intimidating. It's like, it's just weird. You know, it's like the stick is a very strange. Here's, let me just tell you this too is this was shot all right, but you know what they should do? Like, you know how like in NXT, the way Jeremy produces the videos, they'll put like a very light music track on it, like the sound, like sound of it. This, right. this should have been had like a. Like an yeah, ominous like start sound, ambiance, is... right? You know, it's okay. a, but but they just, they, yeah, I don't know. They, this so, but, was, but let me let me ask Harry. Sting, what did Sting you is think? a weird character, right? What now. did you think of this segment? I didn't like it at all. I mean, even go to the part where Sting, uh, well, first Darby threw his skateboard through the right. window, didn't and then Darby said, "Nah, dude, <laughs> not at all." And then <laughs> Darby said, "Well, Sting is one too." So Sting grabbed his bat and he broke a window and then he went for another one and he couldn't break it. So he had to take another whack at it. I'm like, what's going on right now? I mean, I know it's going to be a cinematic match. It's going to be on the pay-per-view. But we like week one, you and I like give me that. something better. Right. Is that yeah, what you're week saying? one? Right, we were two. like, OK, Sting came out. Just those face offs with the other guys. That was cool. Then the next week, same thing. And then the next week, same thing. And it's like starting to get boring. And now we got last week Sting and Darby in a promo. And then this week we got Sting and Darby in a promo. I'm like, you got to switch it up. They think that because he got over months and months of WCW not doing anything, they think maybe like maybe we could just do the same thing with him here. But, like, bro, it's like you had the NWO – like at Hogan and all these other guys on the show too, you were just like the, the extra, you know, oh, by the way, Sting's got his eye on this, you know, so that, that was open. But this is like, his character is way more powerful than all these other, you know, like saying his character is stronger than, and he's he saddled, and he saddled with a kid that, yeah. if there's no audience there, it really hurts him because he's not yeah. a good promo, he's not overly charismatic. Doesn't there's come nothing across about as tough it. when he talks tough. Right, doesn't come up yeah. as tough, doesn't look tough, and hanging, Having a skateboard in your hand at all times doesn't make you tough. Yeah, what I, do you think of this segment, Hijo de Nyla Rose? It was all right, man. Like I, I'm telling you. Do you him, like my crayon, by the way? He who talks over people. That's yeah. tremendous. <laughs> yeah, everybody except JoJo, Conan, and I has a great uh, tag on their names yeah. tonight. Yeah. Um, it was. I mean, Darby's just there, like, like you know, crouched down for a little bit, and when he stands up, Sting still towers over him. Oh, right? sure. So, like, of course just, he does. Sting's big. Uh, man, yeah. It's just, uh, he just seems like his little dog spike. I can't, yeah, he's, just, he's, right. he's the add-on, you know, I can't help yeah. it. I, I, just, Sting. I just don't like, I just haven't liked anything they've done with Darby, really. And I think, even though Sting is who he is, that instead of Sting elevating Darby, Darby's kind of bringing down Sting's appearances here. And it's, it's you know. It's, Darby uh, has yeah. nothing to do with that. He's the, the company. Well, the, they haven't, yeah, the whole they thing. Haven't, they haven't done Sting right. Yeah. What do you think, Adam D? Oh, you know, for Sting, for this being Sting's like first promo in six years, you know, actually, he, 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 yeah, well, he was he was a little rusty, and and then when Darby threw the skateboard, did you see the skateboard get hung up in the window, and then it fell? He, he didn't even throw it through all the way, and then and then when Sting busting the glass and stuff, I was like, what is is this like? The, are they trying to go with the crow thing here, or the Escape from New York, or also what's the, problem, the setting here? Yeah. Also, the problem: the windows were too small, so when he threw the skateboard, it just broke a little pane. If yeah. it was like one big 
Bro, it just came out amateurish. Yeah. We don't want that on national TV. Maybe right, they should have set another so, car so, on fire. All right, so let's get to the next thing. Wait, did you guys see Adam's figure that he brought up for you guys? Yeah, yeah the Sting, Sting one. Figure? Yeah. Yeah. No, no kazoo for that? Nice jacket. Yeah, I like Sting. <laughs> Probably sleeps with it. Jericho and MGF against the Varsity Blondes, Pillman and Gift Garrison, and basically like that the name. Bar- yeah, the, the, they've done nothing with the Varsity Blondes. So this is just an, an elongated dark tag team match. Yeah. So the Jericho and MGF just defeat these guys and just whatever. Uh, hey, how about then, that lion salt though? Yeah, he didn't break his. He did he hit it this week? <laughs> well, well, well here, here's the thing. Let me tell. Let me tell you exactly what happened last week on that move. If you watch it, right. He didn't get the right. right? When when Chris does the move, he literally jumps and lands with both feet on the like he 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 jumps both feet land on the rope. So 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 you're jumping into a springboard, right? Yeah, right. So when he went to go jump last week, right, there was somebody like where his right foot would have been. Yeah, there was a guy at ringside that was that looked like he might have like not seen the spot coming and might have been. Looking to come into the ring, he he didn't get so it threw steps. Jericho off yeah. to where he didn't double jump and land with both feet at the same time. Yeah. He stepped with one foot, yes. tried to bring the other foot up like a second step, and yeah. then go back. He didn't get the he didn't get the propulsion. Yeah. That's exactly what happened because his timing got threw off because he thought this is what I'm thinking when I watched it because he thought the guy was going to and he was going to like maybe like hit his fingers or whatever you know so that that was if you watch that back you can watch and tell me if you agree with me so yeah, that I, I, I just hated all everybody crapping on him i'm like dude everybody screws up every once in a while yeah, and yeah but i just, think it, it's almost like so many people went savage on him and the nba fans that he said fuck it i'm gonna lose weight and for the other motherfuckers that think i can't lie and salt here's one for your ass boom boom he, but he smiled at the camera yeah it was like oh yeah that but let me ask you a question. What did this match accomplish? I mean, what, what was it even for? Well, it ended because because it set up a thread to a where yeah, to where MJF and, MJF and, uh, and Sammy. Sammy, Sammy are still at odds. Bro, that's right? been going on forever. I know. And they, and they they did the same thing backstage. They had they could have done well, all that this, backstage. That was, right. Yeah. Well, they so, so well, I was I was uh, like kind of intrigued because right before the match started, MJF MJF asked for the microphone and he was like, "Yeah, and once this match is over." I need to have a word with Sammy. And I was like, oh, crap. I don't care about the match, but I want to see what happens afterwards. And what yeah, happened yeah, afterwards yeah, was yeah. they they just put the middle fingers in the middle, and then they started screaming. I'm like, no, you guys should have said something. And then they did it a little bit later. I'm like, you got to had a great chance right there instead of having us wait. So so two things for me. The first one is MJF. You can tell he's a star because he does, he does certain things that, that, that make me – Entertain, the details. Right? So when he was trying to escape from the ring that one time, that guy grabbed him by the legs and he he makes a face like he got caught. And he's like, uh, surprised, and he pulls him back in. Not a lot of people do those facials, right? And then the second thing I think for Jericho is a lot of people don't like him at the moment because of his political leanings or whatever. So they're just they're looking for him to mess up. They're looking that's stupid, for bro. anything. I know. That has nothing I, to do with my feel. Yeah. That's Which, why I feel. It does have, but bro, I'm telling you though, it does have something to do with something because there's enough of trolls. That That's are going to I start think. talking about stuff like that. This is, yeah, you know, absolutely. They're well, just waiting. Yeah, or it shouldn't happen. Bro, maybe I need to just shouldn't have anything. Yeah, and he yeah. started. Yeah. This all, this all, everybody agrees with that, but this is the reality. You know, this all yeah. started also when he had Donald Trump Jr. on the show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep. But by the way, I was listening to the censorship uh, segments that you guys uploaded on Patreon. Great job with that. And I had never thought about it that way. That when people were donating money for Trump. Was maybe they were just donating to the party, not to Trump. It was the guy right, representing right. them. I was just thinking, I was like, damn, Jericho's 
supporting Trump. It's like, no, maybe he just doesn't Bro, like the Democrat Party this, this, and he's this, this, donating to the Republicans. That's all you got to tell people, okay? That if you make over $400,000 a year, Biden's going to tax you more. Mm-hmm. If you're making Jericho makes $3 million, probably $4 million a year, who's, he's not going to vote for Demo- Democrat when the guy's coming in and saying, I'm gonna get, you're going to have to give me more of your money? Come on. That's, that's coming. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give 30000 to try and risk not getting another 300 taken away. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, so, I, I don't see how yeah. all the AEW Internet Mark fans are against him when they all sing his stupid-ass song when he comes out. <laughs> yeah, that, that is and, well, those are and the, when Those are the boys in the dressing room. Yeah. No, they have fans there that are singing that stupid-ass yeah, song. Yeah, but they're yeah, showing so, the, mostly the ones ringside. So, this was mega, mega heat was so there were no fans. And that's why this week they only showed the, the wrestlers ringside. They, there were no fans in the stands. Yeah, to me, bro, I, I was going to... I was going to... I didn't know that, okay? But I was going to ask that because the soundtrack... It's like the fans are constantly making noise the entire time. They have that the, the fan sound, you know, and it just doesn't. And here's the other thing: very is, weird. I don't, it's not, I don't you know, know if I'm being nitpicky on this one. It's like it's just. I mean, if it's your MJF and Chris Jericho, two of their biggest stars for sure, and it takes you that long to beat two guys that spend more time ringside cheering, you yep. know. And I just, like I said, I just felt this match didn't accomplish anything. They've done that so, with Kenny Omega, put, putting him in there too long against. I know Danny Limelight is a guy that you like, Conan. I, doesn't I, matter. Kenny Omega should like, be beating him in less than two minutes. And let's in go. Two minutes. Get him in and out of there. So when same Danny thing Limelight's week. a star, somebody else will do a drop for him. That's how it works. Exactly. Cody Rhodes against Avalon. Bro, Come this, on. This man. is that why should have lasted a this, minute. This, or Wolf this, or whatever is, his this, name was. This is why Cross made the right decision going to NXT because they know, like, okay, this guy, he should he should be killing people quick. Right. If he he would have lost by now. He would have lost. He'd be having, oh, he would have lost. Yeah. He would be having eight to 14-minute matches. Yeah, he would have lost to Darby just, Allen or Orange Cassidy probably. Yeah, yeah and his longest um, matches have been, what, the championship match and the match against Damon Priest? But they were good yeah, matches. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Conan, I have a question for you. What to do, boom. Are you tired a lot? Sometimes. You frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day. Sometimes. Yeah, the problem may be that you're not sleeping well. There's Could a difference be. between how long. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking, please. Wow. There's a difference between how long you sleep for and the quality of the sleep you're getting. Maybe Disco's not sleeping well. If you see how quick he snapped at you, there he's a little cranky. Yes, the conversation terrorist is you in all I, his splendor. Let me tell you something, okay? Because sometimes. Because of this show, we have to deal with you guys. I get a little cranky. Right. So if you want to increase energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks, the worst things you can take, and focus on quality REM sleep with Recovery PM. 
poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Not to mention if you work out, your gains are being significantly reduced if you're not sleeping well. And newsflash out there with COVID going around, obesity is like one of the main factors to underlying conditions of people that have COVID, right? Did you know also that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported difficulty sleeping, but only 4% have ever tried a sleep aid? That low? That low. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven sleep aids, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, ashwagandha, and L-tryptophan, the stuff in Turkey that makes you turkey tired, so you know that you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. If you're finding yourself hitting a midday slump and using energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run, trust me. I want, my kinesiologist told me that Red Bull is sing, the single worst thing you can put in your body. So whatever you should do now is throw the Red Bulls away and upgrade to Recovery PM, and you'll be amazed at how you feel. Now, Recovery PM, I've tried this too, and then this absolutely works. You do not get, like, everybody has their crash during the day or whatever, something. I'm sleeping great. I'm not having a crash during the day. I'm not having ups and downs and stuff. Everything, and my energy level is very good. And it's available now from LegacyUps.com. And if you use code K100, you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's LegacyUps. is L-E-G-A-C-E-Y. Yeah, Legacy Sups. Legacy Sups. Yeah, Legacy Sups. L-E-G-A-C-E-Y. Let me start this game. Recovery... Recovery PM is available now from LegacySubs.com, and if you use code K100, you'll get 10% of your entire order. Part of the Legacy Sports Nutrition line of products, developed by a team of professionals including friend of the show, an NWA world champion, and fitness author, and suit aficionado, yeah. Nick Aldis. All their products are made in FDA-approved facility and are personally used by the champ. Try their full range of products now. At Legacy Sups, that's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S dot com, and use the code K-1-0-0. And let me just add to that, bro, because as you know, we don't um, promote anything on the show. We don't try ourselves. Disco's put it over. Joe has put it over, correct? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've had it for a couple of weeks, and I can absolutely agree with everything Disco said. I, I'm an energy drink drinker. I'm a napper, shit like that. But since I started taking uh, Recovery PM a couple of weeks ago, I'm getting my solid seven hours or so, maybe even eight. Depends on what time I have to get up, and I'm not crashing during the day. It's it's really it really is like uh, a miracle that I found there. And so, hearing those uh, testimonials, what a tremendous word for Latino Wild during a podcast ad. Um, I'm excited, so excited that I actually looked at the tracking parcel to see what day was going to come in because I want to hit some of that deep sleep. I also want to say, if you want to look as uh, good and luxurious as our boy here, Disco Inferno, or uh, you know. The NWA, is he the current NWA champ? Yes, he is. The current NWA champ and and wrestling's James Bond, then go out and try these pills where you can get them at Le- Legacy Subs, right? LegacySubs.com with the code K100 for your 10% off. That way you get a discount and you let them know that we sent you there. Yo, get your sleeping aids. Boom. Show you where all the game at And show you how my label got the name that 
So many wanna see me in time as money, but never in the VEN. Yo, welcome back to Vietnam, California. Ain't a damn thing changed, so let me warn ya. Every motherfucking minute you on the west side, the best side. 20 niggas that just died. Walking down the streets of LA, stay strapped, cause niggas bust caps every day. Yo, the 187 don't stop. On the undercover cops up on the spot, getting popped. Shot, dropping like this and like that. Rat tat tat tat, with they caps still in back. So grief, when you win the CPT, you catch heat for fucking with the DRE. I got my eyes on the shit unfolding. And they gon' be no trouble cause they know the type of shit that I be holding. If there's another word said, I let my 44 go buck to the head, nigga. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's 187 on the undercover car. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's 187 on the undercover car. Three into the two and two into the one. It away, sit away, get away, Stu's got a gun. And he's looking for the cops who set him up in 86. Now it's time to put they ass in the mix. Back on the streets with my khakis and my stars. Nuts full of cabbie and I'm headed for the bar. Scared in the motherfucker cause I'm fresh out. But I got to make my green and plus they on fame. Follow me. They keep yelling murder but it won't stop. Until the last nigga that you know drop. Another nigga out but I doubt that you really give a fuck what it's about. Now, 99 pigs on the block with me. Not a motherfucking cop wanna knock with me. A C-O-N-D-I-C-T-D Motherfucking D-O-G Coming from the L-B-C Look at what the doc brought in A Chrome 38, a 44, Mag and Mac 10 So what you wanna do? What you wanna do? I got the gauge, a Uzi and my motherfucking 22 So if you wanna blast, nigga, we can buck them If we stick them, then we stuck them, so fuck them Yeah, and yeah, don't stop Cause it's 187 on the undercover car Yeah, and yeah, don't stop Cause it's 187 on the undercover Splat to a motherfucker face he fall Strong motherfucker cause he starts to crawl I guess I got to load the Glock again Hit him with the hollow points and watch him spin Fuck it, I had to do this quick Grab the Glock 17, the clip went quick Tried to detect but did not detect Perfect, so I creep on that ass Pop some and drop some That ought to stop him from beating the blacks Dead in his tracks from a four Six pack, relax Cause I'm about to take my respect I aim the 12 gauge straight for his neck, boop out, boop out, then I fade into the wind. One eight seven and it's on again. Well, it's on, and it's on, and it's on, and it's on. Four four, there's an eagle to your motherfucking dome, and it's on, and it's on, and it's on, and it's on. Four four, there's an eagle to your motherfucking dome. Fuck 'em, fuck 'em, if they really wanna trip, niggas, keep your hands on your motherfucking shit. Cause it's one eight seven on the undercover car. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's one eight seven on the undercover car. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's one eight seven on the undercover car. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's one eight seven on the undercover car. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's one eight seven on the undercover car. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's one eight seven on the undercover car. Yeah, and yeah, don't stop. Cause it's 187 on the undercover car Yeah, and yeah, don't stop Cause it's 187 on the undercover car
right off the bat, because I'm a big uh, Bad Bunny fan, what do you think about Bad Bunny doing that video with your brother? I mean, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool. Whenever guys from this younger generation got any kind of admiration for the guys of the past, man, that's cool. Right. I thought that was super dope. Um, all right. Did you watch UFC? Yes. Okay, let's let's get some some conversation here going. First of all, what did you what, did you think Chandler was going to beat Hooker going in? You know what, man, I really didn't have any kind of uh, insider as to who I thought was going to beat anybody, man, uh, other than the McGregor fight because that's the I had Mickey Gall on my show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked, we talked about that fight, and he informed me that Poirier was going to beat. Conor McGregor. Hmm. All the other fans, you know, I'm just a big fan. I really didn't, uh, you know, have any uh, aspirations as to who was going to be who, you know. But uh, that one would be right. Yeah. Well, I had been watching Bellator, and usually I would just watch the main event um, because the other fights weren't that good. Um, And Chandler Chandler was on a roll. But I thought him and and Hooker were just going to go toe-to-toe, you know what I'm saying? And somebody's right. going to get their ass knocked out. But Chandler, who obviously shorter and stockier, just kept walking right. him down from the beginning. Like, he showed no respect. He was like, yeah. I'm coming in here to get you out, and that's what I'm going to do. And that's what he did. And, but, while, I, and while I was watching that fight, I, my food had just came. <laughs> so, so you missed the knockout? <laughs> yeah, and now, yeah, man. I heard everybody, oh, and then I looked up, and I'm like, wait a minute, man. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So I had to catch the replay, man. It kind of got Well, if you paid for this show, you got two quick knockouts. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. That yeah. we didn't expect. Right. That's why right. I always get the free link, even though Dana tried to <laughs> said he. Bro, I had, listen to this, Stevie Ray. I had, I had one link two standby links, mm. and then two other guys that were going to send me a link if somehow Dana took mine down. So I would say, you weren't going to catch me, but go ahead, D.I. <laughs> you know what? I th- uh, let me tell you what, what do you guys think from a like promotional booking standpoint, right? Is that if, if you looked at the show and you said, wow, Conor McGregor lost, that sucks for USC. But you really didn't get that vibe coming out of the show because like the guy from the other company came in and just blasted one of your top 5 guys knocked wow. him out like wow he kind of made a like the like when the semi main event guy the nuke goes over it's like okay this guy's ready for the main event right and even though your a side lost on the main event the thing with Connor is, is his personal issues with people in fights like he can still you know unless Connor loses his next fight He's still a dr- he's in the mix, especially because right. he's like because oh, he got like because he's had a lot of wins against these guys. He got the he's got two trilogies set up. You Stevie, know? So- Stevie, let me ask you a question because you and Disco are big <laughs> UFC fans. I want to see if you guys got the same feeling I got when McGregor came out. Who he looked physically incredible. You can see he's matured a lot and learned from his mistakes, which I liked. Even though I like shit talking McGregor way better, <laughs> the one we saw against Mayweather. Okay, so <laughs> and and I'm gonna get to that in a second, but yeah, please. When, when he was fighting, did you guys get this feeling? When, when, cause I remember that, that Conor McGregor said in the, in the weigh in, he said, I'm going to paint a masterpiece. Right. So I felt like McGregor wanted to eat him up and then knock him out, right? Mm-hmm. And when he started to hit him at the beginning, I was like, mm-hmm. this may be a long night for Poirier. But when I saw Poirier with those leg kicks and starting to get comfortable, I go, Conor, you better knock him out quick because this motherfucker might get you. And that's right. exactly what happened. Did you get that feeling? I did. I know what yeah. I thought when they showed after each round, they showed the slow-mo and they showed Connor connecting with a lot of his punches. The guy was eating the punches. 
Yeah. It, it, it is got, severely eating them and not like backing down. Right. I, you that, right. Remember that right when he threw the left, he ducked away, but he came in on with that right under right. Of, of that, that uppercut. He just blasted him right in the jaw. It was like, right. it just keep Did you see poor? He literally shook it off. Right. And just stood his ground and just came right, right back. Out. Right. Like, and, you know, yeah. That's so, what I like, was like, okay, Connor, yeah. you throwing a lot of punches. This guy, I, I agree with Conan. This guy is connecting on your legs. You know, Connor then, because of the pain I thought it was in, I want to try to end this early. I want to try to. Or I'm going to keep getting kicked in my leg that he wasn't checking. Yeah, right. Then all of a sudden, bam, one time, bam, one one punch changed everything. Yeah. You can see it on his face like, oh, that hurt. That's that's what that I hurt. love about that's what I love about the UFC is you're listening because we're not like experts on fighting right. like they are, but but we have enough knowledge. But you're watching they they paint the picture perfectly for you because it's in many fights we've seen this when the guy starts kicking the guy's legs and they start saying, "Hey, this is going to get because they they know they've been in there and you could you can feel the story that started to change like, hey, this guy may been getting his ass whooped and taking some shots, but he's kicking the shit out of the guy's legs. And you know the guy's going to it's like chopping the tree down. The guys the legs are going to go at some point and it's going to the fight's going to be different. I love that. That's that's the difference between UFC and boxing. I still love boxing, you know. But there's that other element of things that are happening oh, in yeah. there that, that are just making it a little bit more interesting than the boxing to me, you know? Right. They don't book things as good as UFC, and they take way too long to put big matches together. And that's, that's what's true. killing boxing. That's because, true. for example, I'll give you that's a good true. example, Stevie Ray. You're a boxing fan. Let's, let's delve into this real quick. So you got a guy like Ryan Garcia, charismatic guy. Reminds me of Oscar De La Hoya with the great left hook. Pretty right. boy, Right. And he's got a killer instinct. I mean, that guy that he fought last time from Britain, he put it on him. Right. But then you've got Devin Haney, you've got Tank Davis, you've got Lomachenko, you've got Lopez just sitting there. Nobody's fighting nobody. Right. They're all doing what we're doing right now. Right. Talking. Right. <laughs> right. Right in the mouth, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Like you know, like, if you remember Pacquiao and Mayweather, it took like five years to put that together. And you were like, yeah. takes forever. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And, 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 and that fight, and coming from guys that I've had on my show that I know personally, they actually had to threaten them to make the fight. They had to threaten them because it was like, no, man, no more get over fights. We got to make our money back. Right. You know, my, I've, I've had a couple of uh, uh, boxers and trainers on my show that's talked about all this. This is behind the scenes stuff that people don't know. They still were trying to get past it. Finally, they said, you got to do this. Yeah. So just imagine that fight that we saw was on the collapse of not happening even when it did happen. Bro, think about this too. I was just saying, because this is a fresh story. Think about how social media, right? Mm -hmm. And Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook and everything has given a platform to create stars to where stars now are created and they're crossovering into combat sports. Right. Bro, this guy, Jake Paul. Right. Okay. He's got like 21 million YouTube followers. Okay. And he fights. Right. And he was on a show that had two guys that were retired, Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, that did the eighth highest buy rate in the history of, 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 of fighting. <laughs> so we got this new avenue. like, you know, bro, if, if you have an audience mm. and you're willing to fight, and these people are prize fighters. And like, if the number is right, there's people that are shitting on stuff like this. I love it. I love it that this cat, like a guy that's just a YouTube sensation, <laughs> fights, has a bunch of fans. Like, okay, all my fans are going to buy, pay to watch me fight one of you guys. Let's do this. 
And so finally, Ben Askren, the UFC for It makes sense. Like, why would these guys just step up and fight the guy for $50 million? I like it, too. I like it, too, to a certain degree. But just like anything that's a gimmick, it won't last. It won't, but it's a gimmick won't last. Then then it's going to turn into straight up whatever. And now, by that time, the sport that you're really imitating has gone to shit. But there's nothing they can do about it. Well, yes, but think about this, though. Think about this, though. We got two guys that became mainstream MMA stars, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, what's it called? Um, Kimbo Slice. Oh, wait a minute. And, uh, time out, time wait out. a minute. That guy never was mainstream. He became a draw. He he, he, he drew on a, on, a, on, a, on a show. And as soon as they put him against a nobody, but, but his draw was point. over. Point. Jorge Masvidal and Kimbo were backyard fighters that had people record them and they put them up on YouTube. The next thing you know, these guys are fighting in the UFC. Disco. Those guys are an anomaly. And they're the exception to the rule. I don't think you can paste the whole thing of what you're talking about, what you're alluding to right now, on two guys. Uh, maybe not, but there are anomalies, but, but I'm interested in the anomaly. Like, the reason maybe it's entertaining is because so it essence, is an anomaly. It doesn't essence, it's not happen and you have an audience, you know? In essence, you think the anomaly is going to come all the time. I've just been entertained by it. I'm more entertained by Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. No, but, but here, any but here, sign <laughs> than, than any fight in boxing that's been signed right now. Mm-hmm. I'm Wait more interested in this fight. Really, to fight? Well, wait, give me, give me a boxing match that's more, that's going to be more interest than Jake Paul versus versus Ben Askren. Oh, he's fighting. Okay. Probably, probably a whole uh, bunch of fights. You have to think of it. Probably, no, 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 no. Because there's several guys I'm thinking about. But the big fight is Crawford if he can get out of his contract over it. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's no fight made him. yet. There's fights to be made. That's the problem with boxing. You know, Spence boxing. and Crawford is the draw. Or right. either Spence or, 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 or Lopez and fucking Tank Javante uh, that, Davis. My, that's my point. Yeah. This is the that's failure of boxing. Tank Davis, this is, yeah. This is the failure of boxing. They're not making their fights, and they're letting YouTube guys come in and get the pay-per-view money. It's like, that, that's, that's my that's point. True. It's I like, I'm interested you. in this because these guys are making it that. interesting. You know, so it's like, and they're letting, they're letting the, 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 the marks come in and take their dollars. It's fascinating oh, to watch. The problem is boxing is run by a lot of... A lot of, sh- a <laughs> lot of sh- oh, shady people and older people that, you know, not like UFC, that it's a young right, mentality. Right. Every fight that you, you start foaming at the mouth over, like what happened to Billy Joe Saunders versus, versus a Canelo? He got, uh, that fight he, got, the he got either, either he flunked a drug test or he got the Cobra, one of the two. Something like that. But I'm going to say yeah. it's like the, 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 they lost the buzz. You, well, you got to realize 2019, 20, well, at least 20. Was really ba- it really hurt boxing very very bad. A lot of the fights that's supposed to take place, they couldn't couldn't take place. And not until the end of the year they started doing the stuff with nobody in the crowd, nobody in the audience. But boxing is not like pro wrestling. That doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Boxing is about the big gala event for that one night. Conan, you know that we've been to the right. big boxing shows, man. Right. And it's not like I've been to the UFC shows. Also, the UFC shows for one night is is cool, but the boxing for one night. It's yeah. like kings and queens coming. Right, right. Big it's deal. like this. It's like the, the A-list celebrities that are right. like, they've been, they've been doing this for 30 years. So right. they come out. Jack Nicholson is there. Denzel yeah. is there. You know, like, yeah, the, the, a, the Academy Award winners come out for the yeah. doctor and kind of like the, the hot items, like the, the, you know, the flavor of the month guys are coming out for the UFC fights. Right. And, and I'm, not taking up, I'm not taking anything right. away from it, but it's like, 
It's the king man, of king, you, king get of sports. Goose, you get goosebumps, man, when the main event is getting ready to happen, man. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's the king, it's the king of sports. It is. Yeah. You know, it always has been. Now, right. let me now, let me ask you another question, Stevie, something that I'm assuming you also saw. Did you see the two playoff games? Of course I did. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about first? It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> All right. What did you think about that upset by Tampa Bay? I think Aaron Rodgers, who I've had so much, who I told people over 10 years ago that this man was going to emerge as the best quarterback in the National Football League, turned into a straight-up choke job. That's what I think. Right. That you get three interceptions, and all of a sudden, you can't complete a pass. You know, and uh, I forgot the guy's name, number 20. Eight seconds to go. What's his name? You probably know it, Disco. I can't remember. Eight seconds to go. Who calls the defense Will you let a guy get behind you? You oh. never let a guy get behind you when you have no time left and you're bro, looking in the backfield. But be that as it may, what do you want to talk about as far as that game goes? But, 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 but what a, what a, also, but to me, the biggest mistake is when it was, uh, what was it, third and eight, or third and goal, and he was on the eight, and he had all that real estate to run. Yeah, I, I didn't get to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get to that one. Right. And you throw it back inside uh, where a guy is covered by two receivers, there's right. one guy in the back of the end zone yeah. who would have started blocking for you if you was running to the corner. You know, and it was open. A, it was right. open. He threw and across his body. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. And, and I'm like, this is the championship game, brother. There is no tomorrow. Right. So I lost a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers. Then he wanted to start bitching with the referees after the game. Brother, you had it on your back, and you wasn't able to carry it. Tom Brady throws three interceptions, and he's still going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Bro, you know what you know what the perfect example? This is the way I looked at it. Is Tom Brady to me, and you look at his career path and like the guy is in the Super Bowl every like the tenth is number ten, yeah, right? Like like LeBron like, James. Super Bowl, like it's the Brady Bowl during our, our lifetime. <clears throat> but it's like, you know, he reminds me of like Ty- Tiger when Tiger was a stud. Tiger would make the putts and just he was always at the top of the leaderboard. He was always winning the tournaments. He was like he was the guy that everything. And I just looked at like Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. It's like they were one stroke down, and they missed a two footer. They missed a three footer. <laughs> right. And like like every decision. Here's what I think happened to little Lafleur. He could like so you're oh, yeah. down you're down eight points. This this is a no brainer. Okay, the, the you, you go for it there, right? I honestly think that he called two plays in a row that they snuffed out like the Rodgers is running they almost get intercepted that he literally at that moment lost confidence mm. and it's like I can't you know he couldn't think of a play and was not confident because he's not a veteran the guy's only been the head coach for two, two right. years now right I agree I agree with you, you know, and I'm looking, I'm looking at what happened and then Aaron Rodgers is not the guy that's been in that position that usually comes through there Aaron Rodgers has the Hail Marys mm-hmm. you know like that's what he's known for but like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers making a play there like he's had to have a lot of comeback victories in his it is uh you know comeback playoff victories in his in his resume. You know, he's he's had a lot but of times lost just like this by a touchdown or so, you know. La, LaFleur is also getting shredded for not kicking a field goal. Yeah, for kicking the field for, for kicking the field goal, you mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah for, for kicking the field goal. My bad. Let my me bad. say this. He had bro, he had three timeouts. Go ahead. Right. Let me say this. Going back to what Disco was talking was just alluding to. That is one thing that has kept Tom Brady in the winning circle his whole career. He always had offensive coordinators and coaches that ready for the moment and always had plays for that moment. Josh McDaniel is a master at that moment. We will do something that nobody would see because I prepared for this moment. If I'm in this position, 
and we run this defense if it's on the other side, if we're in this position. How many times have we seen Tom Brady was supposed to lose? And then somebody comes out of the audience, runs into the rings and hits the guy, you know, from behind, No, and the ref don't see it. Brady right. pins him one, two, three. How many times have we seen that? A lot. Because, yeah, because those guys, that's the difference between preparation, bro. Right. This and team talk, with a and- lot of talent. Go ahead. Stevie talking about preparation. Kudos to the Bucks DC uh, Bowls, bro, because they held the, that great Packers to under 100 yards. I think less than 80 yards. Rodgers was sacked five times. I mean, right, right. They they showed up to play. I mean, he yeah. had a great he had a great uh, strategy. Like, and by the time they figured everything out, yeah. they were behind what 24, 21 to seven or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah whatever it was. scores. Yeah, yeah. And by yeah. time they figured it out, then it's like. The demoralizing one to me that actually demoralized them to like they're looking at each other like we didn't expect this. You can see it on their face when Scotty Miller caught that yeah. 40-something yard pass with eight seconds to go. And I'm like, brother, you're going into halftime. Well, that's Tom, that's Tom. Let me tell you something. Tom, the, the, the coming from the Patriot culture, mm-hmm. okay, is like New England always does things that you don't – they know what you're going to do. Right. So they so they always like have an advantage, right. a mathematical, a metric, a play that will work right. and stuff. And they knew that they were going to be ready to try and not give up the field goal. They wanted to like keep the guy in front. Right. So okay, let's take the shot here at the touchdown because you know. And like, bro, they did perfect example when they were because I've watched this game over a million times. But when the Falcons lost, when the then they blew the twenty eight three lead to them. Right. 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 You watch the game and like the, you hear people, the guys, the coaches talk and said they went up twenty eight to three, right? Mm-hmm. So all the Falcons will have to do, okay, well let's just run out the clock, right? Well, it's you know they're going to run out the clock. So yeah. what, did, what did Belichick do? Okay, we're down twenty eight oh. to three, but we're putting eight men in the box, right? You know, you're not going to run the clock. You're, you're going three and out, or you're going to make have to make a fifteen yard right. pass right. completion to get a first down, exactly. which is mathematically a tougher throw than a short. Right. Like they put right. you in math, okay, you got to make a 15, 20 yard pass now. It's just like you know. So they just always do that. And that Brady does what, that. He's that, he's like that's what I'm talking master. about. He's like the poker champion that like plays the tournaments that always makes right. the right decision and moves. Is like. This is a fascinating thing because yeah, I'm that's, with- it's team football. That's what yeah. you don't hear people talking about on television every day that does the debate shows about different things. It is so many variables that goes into football. That is the ultimate team game. We're talking about 50-something guys against 50-something other guys. Yeah. But my coaches will always put me in, just listen to me and do what I tell you. I will always take you to the promised land more times than the next per- perfect example. I was just I just listened to a clip last night because I was in rabbit holes on YouTube, right? Watching things. Do you do you watch Pat McAfee at all? Yeah. You ever see any of the clips? Okay, I, I love Pat McAfee, right? There's a clip of him explaining what. Remember what the, the Indianapolis Colts against the New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football? They called it the worst play in NFL history. Where when they Belichick, when the, Belichick went for the uh, first down no, and fourth down. No, 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 not that one. When Indianapolis had the ball and they were running, they were doing the fake punt. Where they lined up the thing and well, they had all this, these guys were over here and then right. one and guy just yeah. yeah, I remember that. And they hiked the ball and they right. and we go, what on earth was that? You know. So McAfee does this like it's got eleven minute clip on YouTube. It's very interesting, okay? Because he's explaining during the week like how they were going to how they, how this play was being talked about, how they created this play, and what was supposed to happen, and how they were going to outsmart the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and he said, like, they were going over, like, you know, all the variables. If we'll, we'll do this, we'll pretend that we're going to the sideline, but we'll stop. And when the offense will look like they're coming, like, everything, like, he went through this whole thing and he's talking about, like, so, so goes, and even if, like, they snub it out, we'll just try to draw them off sides and then we'll just take the five yard penalty, right? But then he says, like, the day of the game, you know, the, the long snapper was sick. The guy went in there, he got mixed gears. It's just like, because, and he's blaming it on, because if you think about it, it was the worst play in NFL history because one of the guys, got, one of our players got sick the morning of the game. <laughs> and that's what could happen with, like, it was a great, it was, it was great though. But I love, I love, like, when you're, like, listening to these guys, like, analyze stuff like yeah, that. Break you know? Yeah, break shit down. Yeah, instead of these guys in the debate shows just talking about bullshit, like, it's all about the players, man. I'm like, bro, golly, man. It's not – you can see one team like the Atlanta Falcons again, going back to the Atlanta game against the Patriots. One miss block. Yeah. Remember that? The holding penalty. Yeah, the holding penalty. No, no, no. Wait, the oh, miss, wait, wait, it was on the sack, right? The, yeah. Devontae, Devontae, Devontae Freeman. He missed his assignment completely. Right. Yeah. And the man had open field to sack – which put them out of field goal range. Remember? Yeah. If they could have kicked a field goal right there, even if the Patriots had came back, they couldn't have won the game. Right. One missed assignment because he was thinking about he was thinking about probably going to the strip club after the game or something like that, or hanging out with Conan or something <laughs> like that. You know, at the at, at the end of the night, yeah. and he missed his assignment. And brother, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Now you can't run the clock out because what? Now this Brady threw the ball, if I'm not mistaken, 63 times in that game. So even when he missed a pass, the clock stopped. Yeah. The clock stopped. And And now your defense defense is is tired. Because you're you're running around the whole time, yeah. Yes. Remember, up until the fourth quarter, it wasn't even a game. You know? Yeah. I mean, late third quarter. Yeah, it wasn't even a game. I remember, bro, but, late in the third quarter, they scored a touchdown and missed the extra point. Right. You know, it was like, clong off the field. <laughs> really good. Still, the Falcons still got this game, you know. Like, it, 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 it just couldn't it, do anything it, right. The, the football gods, the yeah. football gods, as good as you were. And when I talk about the football gods, it's not like heavenly. I'm talking about the guys on the other team were prepared for the moment, and you weren't. It's that simple. Now, going back to the Buffalo game, when they were up 9-0, I was like, are we seeing an upset here? And then the Kansas City D clicked in, and they ran off like 21 straight points, held Stephon Diggs to like 80 yards or some shit like that. And, bro, and here's the – Here's a scary thing. First of all, the Bills are going to be good for a long time. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they're yeah. loaded with young talent and, and guys that are worth building around and paying, right? Mm-hmm. But think about this. Mahomes had an incredible day, right? Yeah. I, I'm looking at a statistic right now. Listen to this. 29 for 38 for 325 yards, three touchdowns. All right? Kelsey, 13 catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, who's on a whole nother fucking planet. That run he had was fucking was Barry Sanders like, okay? Tyreek Hill's nine catches, 172 yards. Now, here's a here's a scary part, Stevie. No Sammy Watkins, yeah. a healthy Clyde Edwards, right. Le'Veon Bell, that right well, tackle's Bell's hurt. Bell, Bell's useless right now, but they lost both their tackles. Still, yeah. but you can use him to block as a decoy. I mean, he's Le'Veon Bell. This to me, this Super Bowl is a fantastic story because you have the guy. This is like Federer versus versus Nadal or Djokovic when they're because he's the you know the Brady and Federer per, perfect career thing. They've been like you know forever. They've been in the mix for the championships, right? But I'm just you know 
does Brady make his last stand here, or is 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 this honestly is this the passing of the torch? Like what 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 do you, what narrative do you do you see more likely here? I don't see. This is the thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. Very well coached. If you think they're going to pull some Matt Lafleur stuff, not right. going to happen. And right. on top of that, this kid is a phenom, and they got that quick strike and like Stevie, a basket. Go ahead, Stevie. And this is real important. He's been there already, and that's huge. That, but you, but, but you got to realize however, something. You got to yeah. realize something, though. Yeah. Nothing bothers this kid. Man, my dad played in the major leagues for years. I've been around this kind of stuff since I was born. This is a different kind of dude, man. Right, 1,000%. He's he's born for this. I've been around big-time sports and crowds, and you just go out and play. You know what I'm saying, bro. It's like being in your first WrestleMania. Right. And he's 25. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a kid. Nothing bothers him. Right. This ain't like uh, he'll throw the shit under the, his leg, right? The left looking that way. Yeah, this, ain't, this is not like the Rex Grossman's of the world. You remember right. him, right? Of course, I remember him. Here's, you know, here's the University thing. of Florida, right? He's got, the guy has all the talent in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And like you're looking at this kid's trophy case, and the trophy case is incredibly impressive at this at this <laughs> right. age, right. you know. But he's playing in a guy that has like a closet right. full of trophies. You know, it's, it's like you know, like like Patrick Holmes. Like, Here are my trophies, and they're like you know, they're, they're a fraction. You, 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 you right. can fit them in the fraction of the Brady trophies, right? I'm just wondering if this is like because he won the Super Bowl last year. Like, is the hunger there like it was last year for a kid, like a 25 year old kid? Like, what what emo- like what what where is the hunger there compared to a guy that left? Like, like, is bro? This is Tom Brady. This is a guy that spent nine. How many years did he spend in, in New England? Uh, twenty, right? This is the mental battle of Tom Brady proving to the guy that he sat in a room with for nineteen years, Bill Belichick, that hey, th- th- I'm the guy. I'm the reason we won all those Super Bowls. I, I think and he's got think... two weeks to prepare against a defensive coordinator that uh-huh. he has had two previous Super Bowls. He's co- he's played against him. Okay, and Spagnuolo is an interesting. There's a lot of interesting dynamics here, you know, because Spagnuolo's beaten Brady. There's a lot of revenge, like so there's a lot of angles here. Right. I'm just because wondering, bro, if you I'm, think about it, if you really think about it, if it wasn't for one guy lining up offside two years ago, this guy could be playing his third Super Bowl in a row. Remember that? Right. That game was over. You Brady are had right. threw an intercept. <laughs> Brady had threw an interception. The other guys were already telling them, "Hey, man, y'all had a hell of a season." They look at the deal. <laughs> They look at the deal. This guy's foot is offside. Brady goes on, scores a touchdown. Because, you know, the mental. That's that, right. I forgot yeah. about that. Remember that? The mental. Like, what yeah. I'm saying about Patrick Mahomes is this. And Andy Reid. Andy Reid, you know, and Eric Bieniemy. What I'm saying is you're not, you're going to see something in the Super Bowl. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense are going to see plays they haven't seen all year long. Right. And They're this guy, out. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a today type guy who doesn't give two shits about anybody's accomplishments on the other side of the field, bro. I'm built to go take names and kick ass. That's all it's going to be about. For Brady to overcome that, I will give him the medal as the greatest to ever breathe. I'll, I'll, if he can I'll, overcome this. I'll buy. He will. He already is. But I will buy the fact that Tom Brady has an ax to grind. But I will not buy that Mahomes, because he won last year, isn't up to it this year, isn't taking it as seriously. No, no. Everybody in the NFL understands how lucky you are to even get to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to bring it, and he's, 
He's in rarefied form. He's like a young Floyd Mayweather, like a young Kobe, like a young, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. Francis. It, like, it ain't about like, yesterday to these guys. <clears throat> yesterday was your time. Today is my time. But he doesn't express it a lot because he's a real humble guy. Because like I said, he came up around this stuff. So this ain't new to him. He wants to beat you. He reminds me of a, you know, he's very quiet, you know, very happy, happy go lucky. But you see, when that when that scrum broke out right. at the end of the game, who was the guy telling everybody, get your butt back on the sideline, man? We don't do this. Right. You Did you see that? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. already a leader. Yeah. And he's a guy in the huddle br- hyping everybody oh, up. The highest, Let's go. He's the highest paid, pl- paid player in the NFL. The guy's literally the face of the NFL. I'm just wondering if like, the NFL wants to see like the face of the NFL beat beat the guy, you know, beat Tom Brady, or do they want to see Tom Brady like it? Because you know, Brady's going to play probably two more years. If you think about you it, if you think about it, Disco, this is a with this year, with the COVID year and everything that's happened, at the end of the year, you get the young hot shot against the old goat. Yeah. The NFL, the the NFL is, they've already won, man. The, the they've NFL already won, right. won two games. Yeah. Of all the games that he played, all the magic could have happened. You wanted either Tampa Bay versus New England or Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. Right. That was like the two, like, okay, if we're looking this season, how do we want it? It's like, you got I think it. I'm I, one I, of the two. I got right? to agree with you 100%, man. Yeah. And, you got, and, we, and you got one of them. Conan, guess what? Yeah. What up? It's a happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped. Oh. You know, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and is here to help you have clean balls in the new year. Bring in the new year with the right tools for the job. So, this is a spoiler alert, okay? Hairy nuts are still gross. Right. Step into the new year with with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution they'll actually want to keep. The perfect package 3.0 is the below the waist grooming package you need to start off strong this year. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third generation trimmer even has a light to shine, a light to the promised land 2021 looks to be. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant in the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to Manscaped. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included it will bring your underwear game to the next level. I wear these all the time. I've got my pair. They're absolutely comfortable. 100%. Very comfortable. Yeah. So bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code K100 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code K100. That's K100 at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code K100. New year, new balls. Bro, and here's a great thing about this. Not only is it convenient and high quality uh, grooming product, but I don't know how many times in the past, because I grow a beard real quick, you know, because I was in a hurry or something like that, I nicked myself. With this, you're never going to nick yourself. That's what's great about it. That's all I use now. I don't even have razors or shaving cream or shaving butter, none of that bullshit anymore. I just use this. You can use it on your head. You know, women, you can use it on your legs, under your arms. I mean, everybody shaves except German women, nothing. Uh, And you want to keep your shit fresh down there, not like a vineyard. 
You know what I noticed? Uh, for some reason, it's not in the in the copy this week. Is the fact that they didn't mention the nose and ear hair trimmer that uh, that's, that's available in the package now too. Yeah, it's absolutely tremendous, especially when you're getting close to forty like me and hairs popping up everywhere that you didn't have it before. So except the top of my head, and uh, I really really like using the uh, the crop uh, preserver that D I mentioned. It's the deodorant and moisturizer. And the crop reviver, the spray, it is, it, I mean, it smells good, you know, if you want to walk around smelling good and not smelling like a gym bag. And let me throw this caveat in there. Um, we've had a lot of offers. This is straight up to, to like do um, ads for people, but the quality that they were offering was not up to our taste. So anything that, you know, anybody that's sponsoring us here is products that we use ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we highly recommend this. And not to mention the fact that we've had dozens at this point it might be over a hundred listeners that have used this deal and can't and rave about it say how much they like it their wife loves it the, you know the smell on them that they're trimmed everything like that wife girlfriend whatever so right and here's a great thing about what he said you buy manscape stays you don't we don't get paid boom real easy this is a podcasting game but anyways get your uh, manscape and keep your shit clean boom nothing <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Let's do this. Let's go to the mailbag because we got a lot of go mailbag. Um, so let's start off with uh, Mr. Clarence Thomas, the judge. Wow. How stiff was Jacqueline? Hello, gentlemen. Big fan of the show. My question is for Disco. When Jacqueline came in in 1997, she looked pretty, pretty stiff. Looked to me like she threw shoot elbows at Doc Dean. At Doc Dean. Doc Dean. That is. Yeah, he was a British wrestler. Then a yeah. couple weeks later, it looked like she wanted to kill Hart by Harris with the clothesline. She laid it on his neck. Mm. Is it just me, or was she pretty stiff with you and the other jobbers? Thank you, Clarence Thomas. He called me a jobber. I'm not a jobber. Uh, no, she was very – She, had, she, she I, I know, this is no lie. My entire career, including Rick and Scott Steiner, okay, of all the clotheslines I've taken, she was the stiffest clothesline. Mm. It, felt like she, it felt like she had like a small log <laughs> that she clubbered me on the, on the side of the neck with. I mean, no lie. I mean, she was – it looked right. good. Right it was absolutely stiff. I got to figure because she had because because she didn't you know the, the girls she throws she throws the clothesline hard she was muscular mm-hmm. right and, right? and so, she had so, a short so, arm too mm-hmm. short arm but she didn't have like the meat that the wrestlers have when, when we do the clothesline you know you're because when you clothesline somebody you're supposed to hit them like your chest to their shoulder and like you know this this part of your body is taking the brunt but girls can't do that because their boobs in the way right mm-hmm. so they kind of gotta throw the arm out there and they literally have to clothesline you with the arm and the only way to do that is to literally. Hit you hard in the neck with these with their little arms, hmm. and this, which is what she did. Absolutely, I got to figure Sullivan probably too was like, listen, you're little, you got to lay it in there to make. No, it that's why she works. Yeah. That's why they work. Um, the girls that work stiff are stiff. They're snug. They get their shit in. Jackie was one of them. Do you think you can tell the difference between Jackie and like girls on TV today that yeah. are not snug? You know, they look amateurs. So, do you think hard, uh, bo- hard body Harrison took <laughs> me- mega offense to uh, letting a woman strike him? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because, you know, uh, he... he uh... Yeah. I'm aware of what he did. Yeah. Um, next one's from Jason Turpin, and the subject is Chael Sonnen and AEW. All the Pat McAfee WWE talk last week had me thinking, do y'all think Chael Sonnen would be good signing to AEW? Sonnen cuts one hell of a promo and is already living a heel gimmick. They could have an angle where he comes in as an outsider, invest, and have a manager fraction of heels. I think he would get immediate heat with AEW's cream puff fans and bring an MMA crowd to drive up ratings. What do y'all think? Thanks. Um, absolutely not. Chael Sonnen would stick out like a fart in church on AEW because he would look like a character on the show that could probably break everybody's neck with his bare hands. As a shooter, they, that, a shoot not, fighter, they can fight. I would think the wrestlers, that roster, the way it's presented, I would think the wrestlers would be scared of Chael Sonnen. 
I would re- I to me if you're going to bring somebody in like Chael Sonnen that can and I don't think he'd bring in MMA crowd to drive no. up the ratings. No, they never do. But but I will say this: I'd rather get somebody that they have legitimate heat with, whether it's Russo, Cornette, or Disco. They get in there and get some real heat. You know what I'm saying? Don't say that because then it's going to make it sound like I'm asking for him trying to get a job. No, because you're, you're not. And everybody you know, knows no, no, now we Who gives a shit if people think that? Fuck. Because now the fact that I just said it. You didn't say it, I said it. Hughie's going to put it in the clip. Disco looking for, Good. yeah. We'll get paid yeah. because Disco we Inferno be looking for Conan on Disco looking for job right. with AEW. No, no, no. Better than yet. Uh, Hughesley. Conan on Disco and Vince Russo looking for a job at AEW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one, yeah, the next one is from Michael Ambrose. But that show does need heels, absolutely, one thousand percent, bro. Um, next is from Michael Ambrose, and the subject is Triple H and Goldberg. Hi guys, big fan of the show. I found this clip of Triple H from the first season of Tough Enough. It makes references to guys that put over Goldberg. What are your thoughts on it, especially since Conan and Disco both work for Goldberg? Take care, guys, and keep up the great work. And Florida Mike from Massachusetts for vacation in Florida on Twitter. This is a so short Florida. clip because he sent it to me on Twitter, and I told him to send it to the mailbag. But I'd, right, I'd, like, the, play the I'd like to hear what you guys think about this because he goes ham on Goldberg. You can tell a lot by a guy in this business about who he looked up to in this business. One of these guys had a Goldberg poster on the wall. <laughs> That had to be torn off. The question I ask is, if your biggest idol in this business is a guy that's been in the business for about a year, got everything handed to him, can't have a match longer than four minutes, has not wrestled probably for more than three months straight, because every three months he's got a hangnail, he's got a toothache, he's got a tummy ache, and he has to take time off, where does that mentally put that person? Is it about what we do, or is it just about being a big jacked-up guy that stands in the ring, fed a bunch of guys that really don't know what they're doing to mow over? He abuses that. What does it say about somebody that has no heart for what we do, no guts, no heart? You can tell a lot by a guy in this Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let me ask you a question. Do you recognize any of those people? Uh, I think the girl, the girl, whatever her name. Uh, yeah. The girl was one of those Sheldon show. Benjamin? Uh, no, that was um, Nadia. What was her name? Nadia. Yeah, I'll tell you the I'll tell you the crew there. But Chris Nowinski was in there and Josh Matthews. Oh, oh they were. Yeah, yeah, I saw Josh. <clears throat> I didn't notice Josh. I did not notice Chris Nowinski either. I, I didn't notice him either. Um, it, well, 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 Triple H is saying there is not wrong. If you're telling trainees, bro, you're not. We're not going to teach you how to wrestle like Goldberg. We're going to teach you how to wrestle like wrestlers. You know, that's, so that's, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, well, I'm a little he, bit, he was, he was I'm a little bit, man, you know, a, there, like, right, right. You know, I'm a little bit guy, torn but. on this because I'm thinking he's probably talking to Hall and Nash and they're telling him Goldberg, you know, fucking doesn't love the business and all this. And that's a young hunter. I doubt he'd say that today. Um, but. And isn't that funny? Yeah. He's, ta- he's talking about like, like Bill complained about little minor injuries and stuff, right? right. Which I don't recall. Yeah, that's okay. another thing. He says he I, got, I don't ever recall him being out for minor injuries. Right. Okay, yeah, he but was because he the way they were saying it, open. the way they were saying it, right, is the way like he's he talking about. It, like, like he he's getting this insider info from Hall and Nash, mm-hmm. and I wonder if Goldberg's hearing that and hearing that his, his, his the boys that are basically driving around with him in the shows and stuff, are they are stooging him off to the guys at the other company talking about what a you know what, what a baby he is. Well, not only that, you got to imagine. I don't know. Probably all those guys probably read the dirt sheets back then, but you've got to think a lot of people that did like Goldberg didn't know a lot of that inside stuff. No. They just saw a badass motherfucker that looked well. Let me let me tell you this. Yeah, 
I told you when I uh, when I did that focus group when I was on the writing team we had a uh, we had twelve wrestling fans ages eighteen to forty five right they were just right. wrestling fans right and so and they were asking some basic questions stuff and all that and um, uh, what do you call it one of the one of the questions that we were at, was asking if we were asking the focus group was and I went I was the only one that went because there's a mirror you're behind the mirror so you can hear all the answers you can actually. Tell them to buzz them to ask them certain questions, right? So they, uh, one of the the things was that they had talked about, like they they didn't like the cruiserweights, like right. literally, like all twelve guys, and I was like surprised, you know, I was right. like, wow, not even like, any. And they go, well, no, they're too small. And in the conversation, the, one of the guys was like, he's like, you know, I'll never forget this. He was like, you know, yeah. He goes, I, he goes, the, the the smaller guys. He goes, I just don't know. It just didn't really seem. He goes, he goes, but Goldberg, man, that's he 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 does that shit for real, right. And I was like, and everybody's like, yeah, wow, Goldberg. He's like, bro, Goldberg's work. People are saying like Goldberg's a shitty worker. Well, he was getting people suspension disbelief in the place where they thought that he was shooting and everybody else was fake. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you could take that from Goldberg. Like, and, but but the thing that made him right, look like to a the unedu- was- to the uneducated fan, to the guy that didn't read the dirt sheet, to the guy that just watched it every Monday because it was a hot thing. He was the real deal. Right, because he watched him, and he would give a height. And he bro, that's the thing. Everybody's talking about Goldberg was unsafe. So Goldberg was only it wasn't really he was unsafe. a little clumsy. He was, he was clumsy. clumsy, a little rough. Yeah. Bro, he wasn't designed for eight to ten to twelve minute matches. Right, right. Because exactly. the more he's in there, he may right, goof up. Right. But if you want a guy to believably go kill a guy, tap Goldberg on the shoulders to go out there and do that, right. and he will get over. Because here, and, here let me say another thing about Goldberg. If you remember, he wanted to do moonsaults off the third. Remember, and they were fuck all that. that. That's yeah. right. Okay, because here's the thing, and this is why Goldberg got over. He didn't do anything different than anybody else. He'd pick a right. heel. He'd pick a guy up. He'd slam him to the ground, but he would get up in that hard camera and go like, Rah! like fire. Right. That looked believable, like this guy was a savage and was right. reveling and destroying right. a person. He played you know, his part perfect. He, yes. they, he looked the part. He played the part. He would come out. Remember when smoke would come out of his yeah, nose? Yeah, he'd blow the smoke out. Yeah. And, like and then, then he'd throw the kick. And not only that, bro, without a doubt, one of the coolest entrances I've ever seen in my life. I thought he would come out with the entourage of security guards like Elvis. Or one time I saw Ken Stabler do that in the Orange Bowl, and I was like, wow, what a cool no, just go, go do, do this, Joe. Go on YouTube mm-hmm. and find a Goldberg entrance. And just watch the entrance and compare it to anybody in wrestling today. Right, right. You, you know, just, we'll, we'll find one of those. It's very there, believable, yeah. very credible. And the and people could were just be, fired up to watch a guy come out because they thought he was real, and he was right. going to shoot on this guy and beat the guy up and get fired up and do and like squat. You know, and of course, are, right? and of course, everybody on top that had taken him years to get to where they are, they hated Bill because of he course. got there really quick. The fuck, bro! I wish I could Craving go out there and food. Right. watch Try. guys like this. And go, bro! You, they wouldn't believe it like they do with him. But that's you know? but <laughs> Cisco. <laughs> let me tell you one, one of the things that's very important. Um, the uh, and we bring this up a lot. If Brian Cage or Lucasaurus acted more like Bill Goldberg and less like Rey Mysterio, they'd probably oh, be more over. Oh, way more over. Right. Brian Cage. Right. Uh, all these guys. Right. That, that work, they want to work like the cruiserweights to get the right. critical acclaim, but bro, work like an animal and get over with the people. Right. And bro, you know? and, and let me tell you what Goldberg has that they have. You already have the look. That's part of the thing. People yeah. already are looking at you and going, bro, this guy can kick some ass. Why aren't you going out there kicking ass? Why are you doing backflips? Let's hear Goldberg again. Yes. Yeah. You can see it, right? Yeah. MGM Grand. MGM Grand. 
So the MGM Grand was always rocking, bro. That yeah. was a great audience. Look at yeah, this. I think this was Halloween Havoc 98 if he's coming out as champ. That's him banging his head on the door. <laughs> that door? He's ready, too. He almost ripped it off the hinges to get it out of us. You know, this is an intimidating sight. If you're an opponent in the ring, you can see... One thing WCW did right. Oh, great. But here was the question. All right, we never answered this, and the announcers never mentioned it. Why are the police escorting him? Are they are they pr- protecting the people from him? Or are they protecting him from the people? Right. Should be you know protecting everyone else in the locker room from him, right? Right. That's the gimmick, right? Is that the perception you get? Like they're walking this guy out like a prisoner. Yes. You know, like he's like he needs like he needs like security. Whatever it was, security. the like, visual yeah. was great. Excellent visual. Tell me a better entrance than this guy today. Nothing. And the announcers and like Madden and Tony and were so good like voiceovering this, like putting right. him over when he was coming out, like you know. Can turn up a little bit, I can't hear. Him. That's a nice long walk too. <laughs> now listen to the people pop. Yeah. He's a little mental. You know, he's mentally disturbed. The guy's be like, I was like, bro, it's just a great, that's just great character acting. You know, it's just like he's just acting like it, it looks like just a guy coming out there to kill people. And it's like nobody can nobody can even do this today. Nobody Cross is good at this. Cross is excellent at this. It's presenting yourself like when you come out of the of the curtain. You know? But it's like I said, the music get these huge freaking pops and people get crazy. Look at that. You can't even really hear it here, but yeah, all right. one of the yeah. coolest things when, when he would come out of the smoke and then he'd blow the smoke out of his nose. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, get, with the world's telling you're going to get lung cancer someday. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah, that's just funny. Right. So, uh, a couple of things. Uh, also, when he was coming out and he would have the little, you know, he would twitch his eye and then crack his yeah. neck and shit. Uh, the thing I wanted to tell you, because we actually started talking about Triple H on Tough Enough, you're asking who some of the people were Chris Nowinski, uh, Maven. Uh, Nidia, who was one of the winners, Taylor Ma- yeah. Matheny. Do you know? Remember her? Who? Uh, Taylor Matheny. Who? She's she's she still wrestles. She's married to Brian Kendrick, from what I read. And Paulina Thomas. She still wrestles. Where? Wait, wait a time out. <laughs> she still wrestles. She's married to Brian Kendrick. Yes, I would have never. I mean, she. It right. says here <laughs> that she wrestled indies for a while, and then right now she works with Brian Kendrick's wrestling pro wrestling in Southern California. It streams on Twitch, but. Disco, do you know who, uh, or do you remember uh, Paulina Thomas? Who? No, who? Paulina Thomas was Disco's bodyguard in TNA, the big broad for like two shows. Remember? In the beginning? Oh, yeah, that big chick that she choked out Goldilocks, didn't she, she or something came, like that? Yeah, she came from Tough yeah. Enough. That's where they signed her from. 
Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's sold. It's like eighteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Someone, someone sent me a clip or something the other day, or a picture of her coming out during jive talking, and I'm like, <clears throat> like I don't remember. All right, that. let's get let's get to the next one. It's yeah. the next, next one from Justin Bracken. Subject is mailbag and money. Hey, all hope all is well. Now, obviously, there's not shit to talk about as far as professional wrestling gymnastics. I mean, wrestling is concerned, so I thought I would ask a different type of question. So when you guys first broke into the business and started making some real cheddar, what was the first big purchase you made, and did you regret it? Thanks for all you guys do. I never miss anything. Oh, and fuck KG. Cheers. I bought a uh, um, uh, $9,000, $4,800 I spent on a television and surround sound Hmm. was my first big purchase. But I was always buying nice clothes. Like I'd buy two, you know, hundred and eighty to three hundred dollars shirts and stuff, and you know, like a lot. But um, my first big chunk of change I spent was on that. Was on my entertainment complex. What about you? Um, the first big money I made was in Mexico, and the first big ostentatious purchase I made was I got a Ferrari, which was a humongous pain in the ass because you couldn't take it anywhere. You bought a Ferrari? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was twenty five like years old. I know, like what, what a, what a typical me? like dude, douchebag. Right. You know? What do you right? <laughs> but I was twenty five. Right. Next was from Bro, Harry I used C. to wear chains that were this big, three <laughs> right. finger rings. I was very gaudy, yeah. ostentatious. Yes, like, yes yeah. Like the Mex- you were like with what a Mexican version of Ric Flair would be like, you know. <laughs> Uh, um so we got it like you were like you were the you know know, that that would have been a great i wish it was working with you back then because it would have called you the tijuana flair um next is from harry seward subject is scott steiner heat with mike tenay hey hmm, this is interesting hey boys i was listening to a shoot interview with scott steiner where they asked him about the origins of his frankensteiner move ah now i know this steiner kind of promo mike tenay and said he wanted to smack him for all the times he called his move a hurricanrana steiner then told the interview to ask ray mysterio who invented the move so my question is, what are the true origins of the move? Was it Steiner invention or a Lucha move that Steiner co-opted? And this was Harry Seward. This is a good question. And, Shikoni, you should know this. What's the answer? I, I do know. know it. Because the other day, David Bixenspan, or, or as I called him, Kaleidoscope, had put up on Twitter that the Urakarana <laughs> and Because I couldn't pronounce his name. And okay. so, and so uh, he, he was saying that they're two different moves. And I'm like, no, they're not. Does is the Frank the Stein the Steiner whatever it's called Frankensteiner Frankensteiner right the variation of the Huracarana which was invented by Huracan Ramirez like twenty years before he was probably even wrestling. Next one's from Dominic I, and the subject is the mask business. This one's for Conan. Would you or have ever you you ever considered selling your mask direct to fans? Many of the luchadors do so now and charge a pretty good price. While the worth of and what someone is willing to pay is in the eye of the beholder, do you think the luchadors are ripping fans off and they charge upwards of 300 bucks? Thanks, K100 crew. Never miss a show, Dominic. 1,000% you're getting ripped off really? if you're paying $300 for a mask. Well, for, for, for a personal worn mask of a wrestler? I think, I think I mean, they could charge whatever, depending on what people are yeah, paying. Yeah, they can charge whatever you want to pay. The question is, do I think it's too much? I do. Okay, well, I don't think it is. Yeah. From, <laughs> a, guy right, that never, from a guy that never wore one. And here's the other thing. All of my masks, I don't have any original masks. I think I have one. So when I when I sell masks, I just sell masks that they make for me and I'll sign them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, $300 uh, is a bit much. All right. So next is from Vanilla Isis. Right. Friend, friend of the mailbag, I guess. That's a tremendous name. Subject is questionable origin of the two-sweet hand gesture. Peace, gentlemen. I trust this message finds you all well. My question has to do with the possible dark origins of the two-sweet hand sign. 
It is unmistakably the same hand gesture the Turkish gray wolves have used for the past 40 plus years. The extreme far-right neo-fascist militant organization is so violent and spread in its ideology, the hand gesture has been banned in Germany, Austria, and most recently France. I've, that's interesting. I did not know this. I knew I knew the origins, but I did not know that this is about that. Uh, I've heard that Sean Walton introduced a hand sign on the European tour, and the click started using it shortly after. My question is, are folks in the business aware of its origins? In no way am I saying that anyone using it in the realm of professional wrestling shares the opinions of the Grey Wolves, but folks can't be completely ignorant either. Kevin Nash referred to it as a cult, the Turkish wolf on an RF shoot, so he must be aware to some degree. But now, but how about other workers? How about Mr. PC Tony Khan? It might not be frowned upon as much as a Nazi salute, but if history shares a lot of the same ideology, ideology, as always, stay safe and healthy, Vanilla ISIS. Now, I will comment because this is a person. This is per- a perfect question for the culture that we have on social media right now and First Amendment <clears throat> right. speech. Okay, this guy is trying to create trouble over the origins of a of a, of a hand gesture. Right now. <clears throat> I know. I don't from, think he's can, trying to create trouble. He's trying to make us aware of it. Okay, you're trying to make us aware of the of the back thing, but like I just remember when Kevin Nash told me about the way. Like, what was it from? It was my understanding that they used this in the Turkish mafia. That's what he used to say. Like he he got it from the and like Turkish mafia people were using this. Okay, which is kind of like you know, for if you're a heel organization and stuff, it seems like a pretty cool thing. Like it's like it's a hand gesture. You know, like nobody well, knew well, about maybe- like. Maybe, because here's the thing. Maybe they did see it from the Gray Wolves. They didn't know it was a racist thing, and they thought it looked cool. I don't know. Well, because definitely I, I do know right. they were they were into Turkish and German things. I don't. They had like a big, a good fascination with that. Because I remember a lot of times Scott would ask me to get him trunks made, and they would say Wolf Pock, and then it had those two little dots yeah. over the like my, over the letter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they were really into like German and Turkish things. Right, the, right. Uh, but, but I'll say this: ultimately, what it came out when people see this sign, even though, like, like we said, there's there's always an, an origin, right? But if you ask everybody what the origin of this hand sign is, what most people know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of people say, "Oh, that's the Wolf Pack. They started that, right?" Because they won't know about the theme of the theme, so right. so because they made it popular. But this not they weren't nobody that at shows that was doing this and stuff was spreading far-right ideology. Plus, let me like, tell you, and, was like, right. here's the hand gesture. Like, you know, right. too sweet, you know. Like, I yeah. was a, Right, because me and you were around them a lot. Right. And first of all, Xbox's the least racist person you're ever going to meet. Right. I think he's actually married a black uh, uh, black girl. Well, here's a perfect uh, example. Do you, do you remember how, how this thing became a thing? No. Okay, so, so so this is being A-OK, right? So, but now it's a white supremacist. No, no, no right? because people on 4chan, the, the, the thing that the recue was on, everything, they, start, they, they said, oh, this is a, a racist thing, right? So they, they made it up, okay? But then because they made it up, like fringe racists started doing this because, like, they, because they're like, they, they thought it was like the, the racists thought like this was a racist thing because they made up and said, oh, this is a racist thing. But the reality is, this just all this is always just meant a okay. Right. I'm, I'm I'm okay. You know that's that that's all it means. But it's like because like there's misinformation. You can spread misinformation. It's like they made up the thing. So this is far right or racist, and the actual racists started seeing this, so they started doing it to gimmick. And then it was like you know whatever. So all right. Um, oh, and also that that game that people play. You know they play where you do that and you and you you, you smack yeah, you the guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. That that's been a game for years. Everybody, everybody's played that, but it's not you know. But whatever. Uh, 
quiero aprovechar este momento desde el fondo de mi corazón para decir que me disculpo absolutamente con nadie. Nosotros somos los dioses.
hasta la muerte. Ah, moraimos una. Los dioses, oíste, cabrón. Ustedes se creen que nosotros somos humanos. Yo, D.I., where can we find you marinating, chilling in the cut on IG, Snapchat, TikTok, you don't stop, or Grinder? boom. Not Grinder. At The Real Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master GG on Instagram and Snapchat. I'm on uh, the – do a show with Russo called Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco where we go over the uh, wrestling gossip and news of the week. That drops on Friday on the Russo brand on, uh, on the Realm Network. Did so, you say patreon.com slash RussoTWC? That's what timeout is on. Okay. All right, and real quick, if you happen to go to Vegas and you happen to see Disco at the sports betting club at the Korean barbecue and just run up to him, start chopping it up, there's a protocol that goes a little something like this, boom. You hit him up with a compliment, then another compliment, then a question. You can talk to him one to three minutes. If you put him over additional time, if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that, at no time will there be any direct eye contact a $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture another round. If you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. Can you one guy from the front door to back reception? At which point you can tell them, you go, girl, because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86, which happens to be permanent removal. Joe. Yo. Good news. What you got? I was just reminded today by Harry Ruiz that hugs and kisses are back on the table, especially Ooh. for transgenders. Wow. Are we putting, is that like on the cheek or is there like side of the mouth? Wherever you kisses want. Kisses were you only know, kisses. For good looking were, girls. Hugs were free with kisses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway, this attention for gentlemen callers, this is not on the top as many due to the weather. Very cold in Vegas right now, but it is on the secret menu. And the hand job of the week is the kiwi applesauce. Okay, and also he will throw in, even though it's not the holidays, just because he's in a festive move, a holiday tea bag at no extra charge. What do you think about that, Joe? That's excellent. That's there's ridiculous. all you know. There's always something extra coming along, so people people like <laughs> to be treated well, and you know, extra Plus benefit- Valentine's around the corner, <laughs> yeah. so I can only wonder. Okay. Uh, Joe, you can witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, Joe, because you always ask me about this, right. the 3D glasses or VR goggles are not included. Damn it. And this is an offer from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning, and it is a limited offer. What do you got, Joe? Well, of course, you can catch me every Monday on MLW Radio's The Raven Effect with Raven and MLW announcer Rich Bikini. Uh, and, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> an episode of uh, Creative Control. I dropped it this week, a best of, of course, but... It was a very in-depth interview I had with Al Snow a few years back. So if you want to check that out, Al's, you know, Al's a great interview. He had a lot of great stories and a lot of his uh, views on wrestling that you know pr- would fit in on this show, I would say. Uh, on the Creative Control Network, at the CC Network 1 on Facebook and Twitter, you can get an honorable mention with Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz. They do the Ring of Honor uh, retrospective let me, show. Let me say this, Joe, for people that might be new to the show, because uh, you referenced that Al Snow's... Um, you know, ideas would be simpatico with ours, right? Yes. At the end of the day, we'd actually rather have somebody on the show that didn't have the same ideas as us. So we're, sure. we're we like to have opposing viewpoints. It's the only, ahead, yeah, Joe. you get you get healthy debate going. We need, we need more of that. Wow. 
Uh, so on an honorable mention, the Ring of Honor retrospective show, those guys just hit 150 episodes, all with Creative Control Network. So who? Uh, Shane Hagedorn and Shane Hagedorn and Jeff. Oh, the Ring Jeff of Honor Schwartz, him, yeah. Ring of Historians. Yeah. I think they're going to run out of shows to do, or no? I don't think so. No, no. no. Eventually, but I don't think anytime soon. So uh, their episode this week was on Ring of Honor Rise and Prove, which featured the Briscoe brothers versus Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards. So those guys will go over all the news and notes at the time. Uh, Outlaws and Gunslingers. I mentioned this before. Now the new show on Creative Control Network featuring Bang and Dang. These guys are going to. These guys are going <laughs> to. Those are the Indonesian guys. The Detroit. But uh, they're going to do a show uh, every week on another historical figure, an outlaw or a gunslinger. For example, they've done shows on Wild Bill Hickok and Bugsy Siegel so far. And, and once I heard of that show, I knew these guys a little bit and hadn't worked with them before. But the concept of the show worked for me. You know, it's not like just going, hey, I have another sports show. Or, they're going into history. People like that shit. They like true crime. So I thought it was a very good addition for, uh, for CCN to get. Uh, Husey, it's Husey Hello, features uh, an ACDC best of song list segment. Let me guess. Wait, you're on it. Durbin's on it. And who would be the other guy? What's that trader's name that, that is on our Patreon but showed up on your show with the Christmas hat? Jay Baca. Jay Baca. Are any of those three or all three on that? No, it's uh, actually John Paz from the two-man power trip and the Kevin Sullivan show. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's part of that little group, that little... No, no, no. John Paz is his own little animal. He's got his own podcast. He's always been doing his own thing. Yeah, he's got his own thing. The Handbone Show. I I call that that... No, no, no. Here's 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 what you're... You're talking about the Get My Go crew. Right. That's right, yeah. John Paz is not part of the Get My Go crew. No, but he does does love that show, and he did come on the Christmas episode. He's just Did he really? Because do that, please. He's being very polite. Yeah. You got to... Because you got to... I would never... Yeah. You don't want like somebody in your... You don't want to hurt somebody's feet, and they're like, hey, how do I look? And they look really bad, and you want to hurt their feet. So you tell them they look good? That's what they do to you. We were censured. We have two... There's two... I want to make an official censorship. Go ahead. A censure. Okay. Mm, yeah. You know, like they want to censor Trump now instead right. of impeaching King. <laughs> right. Two people want to censor. Okay. Number one, John Paz for going on the, oh, the Get My Go show. That's it, right. Paz. That's it. All right. And Nick Aldis for oh, saying right. Get My Go when that's he was right. doing the interview. And can you add something to this? I'd like to request yeah. something else, Your Honor. An official condemnation from the Illumination. Illumination. Yeah, the Illumination. Yeah. Nick Aldis and Paz for. Their promotion of the Get My Go show. Well, and contribution. Contribution. And a betting yeah. of Get Aiden My Go. Go ahead. Yeah. In that case, I have uh, bad news because Get My Go, which comes out this weekend, it'll be one of the video podcasts. There was an unannounced run-in from the Illumination who was coming in and issuing condemnations. He was probably oh, really? made. <clears throat> yeah, wait, wait, so wait, wait, the Illumination came in and condemned the show? No, he condemned uh, the uh, not the show, just other people. And he, he should come he on actually, the show and condemn the show. I think he condoned it, to be honest with you. I think he condoned to get my go. So. Wait a second. The, 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 the Illumination could No, I got to talk to the rest of I got to make the wrestling apologies guy. <laughs> go to. Uh, issue, issue, <laughs> or ask, ask for an apology for well, the Illumination. I should, I should go the. That's tremendous. Yeah. That'll be out Saturday. <laughs> that is tremendous. <laughs> somebody, the I did wrestling that, apology I tweeted, guy. Yeah. I, I, read, I, 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 I tagged somebody in the wrestling apology guy that says yeah. somebody's supposed <laughs> to apologize. And, and somebody's like, what is the. The person's like, what is this? Yeah. I said, it's the official wrestling apology, Cal. You need to apologize. Official. That's <laughs> tremendous. Yeah. Right. I swear, I think I, I think I just caught COVID on air. Like, 
I wasn't feeling great. Now my voice is getting like a little virtual COVID. Is you trying really? to blame it on now? us? I don't know. This just this just started, so it could be. Is it like Mick Foley getting COVID from the virtual? <laughs> from the virtual, yeah. Like yeah. Mick, yeah. Uh, we had three guests on. Uh, and God knows where those dirty buggers have been. Okay, so to continue, wait. Well, I found out by the way. I, I stand corrected. Somebody could, when I was discussing that, I guess somebody tweeted at me about the story. I guess there was another guy in the room. With the virtual signing that Mick did, and Mick, yeah. the guy took his mask off and miscounted, so they, that, that's how I think he got it. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, have you gotten any? Have you gotten any responses to your question? Who is Quokata? <laughs> no, I haven't done it yet. Oh. I don't care who got it. Uh, way back, playback with Pat McNeil uh, usually features co-host Jim Valley, who's been in the hospital for for a little while. He's on the mend. He'll return to the show soon, but in his place, guest co-host Lodi was on way back play back with Pat McNeil, and he did a tremendous job. They discussed the uh, September 27, 1999 Nitro, and, and Pat does an hour at a time. So in this hour, it actually featured Goldberg versus Hugh Morris in the early fall of 99 there. It took an hour to go over that match? Well, it, he does the whole hour, but uh, I think Sid versus Hammer was another match. So that's uh, Oh, they don't just do one match? No, it'll be like... Okay, okay, give me yeah, yeah. Um. Eyes up here with Francine this week has Sam Adonis on the show. He's uh he's known for being um, Corey Graves' brother, but he's he's well versed in uh in, in wrestling. He did a he's, Trump gimmick, didn't he, he for a while? He did yep. yeah, he got in a little trouble for that. In Mexico, right? Uh yep. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so he's wrestled uh, I worked him on a show. He's a good kid, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, he he's yeah. done some he's wrestled in Mexico. I saw him at House of Hardcore. I know he was uh going up and down the roads before the pandemic hit. So that should be an interesting guest. Uh, as I mentioned, get my go out on Saturday, video and audio form. We'll have an uh, unannounced run-in, which I'm spoiling now from the Illumination. Um, the four sportsmen, these guys are doing a great job covering the NFL playoffs. They just hit episode 99. Next week will be episode 100. I think we, better, we did a better job with Stevie Ray this week. <laughs> I tried to bribe Disco to do episode 100. Uh, I've, I've, as of yet, not received a response, so I don't know if I could guarantee that one. And Taskmaster talks with Kevin Sullivan. Uh, and the af- aforementioned John Paz is all about ECW. So here are Kevin's thoughts on ECW in general, his time over there, you know, taking certain talents or talents jumping from ECW to WCW and so on. And uh, that's it. Check out at the CC Network 1 on Twitter and Facebook. And you can check out my Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash CC with Joe Feeney. Also, don't forget to check out prowrestlingtees.com slash K100CONN for the newest Keeping It 100 official shirt. All right. Uh, who are our guests this week, Joe? Stevie Ray. Okay, Stevie Ray. So we want to thank Stevie Ray for being on the show. That was a great discussion. Also, want to make sure to remind everybody to check out our Patreon at me. You get all the extra audio and video that doesn't fit on the show. Uh, watch along. We watch matches with, with Patreon members, roundtables, where we go over AEW, NXT. Um, what's the other one? Raw, Raw, Raw SmackDown. And we do pay, most pay-per-views, and we do a roundtable right after the show. Um, also, three years of incredible content with all the major stars and behind the back the scenes people in our industry. And um, so check that out. And anything else that I'm missing, Joe? The rehash show? Yeah, um, you can get an ad and music-free version of Keeping It 100. It comes out first thing Thursday uh, morning. comes out hours before the uh, official release. And there's also the unedited mailbag, which I don't know if you guys looked at the clock this week, but that mailbag segment, I'm pretty sure it was maybe 90 minutes or so. So that's on there as well. If we get 15, 20 minutes of, mail, of mailbag on the show, 
the rest is on Patreon every time. So, oh, and it's it's approaching. I think it's almost at four years now too, Conan. So four years of content up yeah, on there. And, uh, Right, and the rehash show, uh, I always thought uh, Joe proposed it to us, that it was a great idea, but it's really been better than we thought. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. Basically, the rehash is the best of shows from in the past. So um, yeah, and unlike, thank- unlike Keep yeah. It at 100, I will take requests for rehash show. If you guys have any segments in mind, interviews, bits, whatever, from the, from the past of the show, maybe I haven't, you know, they're not on my list or I haven't thought of them, just let me know, and I'll, I'll, try, to, I'll try to locate them and... Uh, We'll keep the show going that way. So I think someone don't do, don't do Joe's job for him. Make him look for it. Oh no, Nothing. it's you know I'm just I will take suggestions. I might not use them, but I'll take them. Of course, and of course, and so um, anyways, want to thank you guys for supporting us during these tough times. I know it's been really rough, but hopefully we've been able to pro- provide you with entertainment. I'm guessing that's the reason we're doing such great numbers. So once again, want to thank all our Patreon members, all our listeners. If you haven't subscribed to Patreon, check it out. You'll, have, you'll get your money's worth, believe me. Um, last thing, support our sponsors because they support our shows. Couldn't, uh, oh, you can check me out on, uh, uh, at KO double NAM 5150 on Twitter and Facebook. And you can check me out on Access TV with Impact on Tuesdays, BN Sports on Saturdays uh, with MLW. And um, I couldn't have done this without uh, DI. Thank you very much, Jojo. Make sure you check out all his shows on the Creative Control <clears throat> Network. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Keeping It 100. Boom! Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me, where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco Inferno, Master Republic, and myself at ProWrestlingTees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the GC seal of approval, please send them in to K100Questions at gmail.com. The official Keeping It 100 with Conan Facebook is at Facebook.com slash K100Conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, manned by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there, and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening, and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio. So K.O. said he was going to deliver a message today, huh? What he said on Oh, he's not. You're not going to see Kevin Owens tonight. Because I said so. I was talking about last week. Card subject to change. Real clever, boys. A lot of people are making comments that they got one past us, Paul. That they outsmarted us, but let's make this very clear. 
That way of thinking is beneath me. Cards subject to change is how losers think. People who can't get the job done, people who are scared to come to work, that's how they think. I don't miss appearances. I show up and I put in work. Legitimately, it took It took my health being at risk in a pandemic to keep me out of this ring. So I don't want to hear from anybody ever that I've missed an appearance. That is why I am who I am. And, and, but what if I did think like Adam Pierce? What if I was a puss like Adam Pierce and I just started saying, my elbow hurts and Paul, my, my shoulder hurts. I don't, I, both of them. I don't think anyone would doubt it because how much work I put in when I say my knee hurts and my other knee hurts and my neck hurts too. It does. What else? My ankles, they've been bad since college. And What was I complaining about earlier? Just, just the weight of it all, the burden. My back hurts. Yeah, you're right. My back hurts because I've been carrying this damn company for years now. Hey, Paul, what, what if, what if my back continues to hurt until next week, until next Sunday? It's the Royal Rumble, I know. Oh, no. What if I can't make it because my back hurts? Guys, this has gone too far. Roman Heyman, it's, it's too much. This thing is spiraling out of control. Out of, out of control. He's gonna come out here and he wants to talk about control. Who's in control? I think we know who's in control, but I'll tell you about control. What's out of control is that you would go against me. What's out of control is that you would try to do Kevin Owens a favor and put him back in the main event, put him back in the universal title picture. That's out of control. The fact that you favor him, that is out of control. You know what, you're, you're not even doing a favor for him. You're Kevin Owens' bitch. And if you're his bitch, that means you're most certainly my bitch. And what really pisses me off, what I really can't stand, is you have the audacity to come out here and complain about how your body feels. You haven't been in a match in what, like four, five, six years now? Six, six years. And you're gonna come out here and complain about how your body hurts. When you're, you're sitting here standing 
next to the thoroughbred of the WWE, the guy who gets it done week after week for years now, 52 weeks a year. I've done it five days a week, four days, it doesn't matter. I've done it all, and I never complained. It never bothered me. I never stop because I bust my ass for this place. That's why I am who I am. And you're going to come out here and you're going to complain. You're going to whine. You're going to moan. No wonder. No. No wonder. No wonder you never made it to the WWE. That's funny to you, Heyman? Yes! Yes, it is! Look, I can stand here and I can take that from him and I can take the physical intimidation from him, but I sure as hell am not going to take it from you. disrespecting you and if he disrespects you he disrespects me Paul you better straighten him up you just disrespected the tribal chief you just disrespected his entire family you know how long I've known this man's family I've known this man's family since I was 15 years old what, so his family's gonna hang out with someone that doesn't grow up to be a man? Do you know what it's like to hang out with the Anawaii family? Have you any clue what that's like? So, I get it. I understand you buy into the persona that I put forth on television. You, you think I'm not capable. You, you think I'm, 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 I'm impotent as a man. You don't think I can handle myself. I'm from New York. I'll whoop your ass, you disrespect my tribal chief. Want to stare me down? Huh? Tell you what. I may not be a lawyer, but I come from a synagogue just full of them. And in the state of Florida, a verbal agreement is legal and binding. So you want a big main event for SmackDown tonight? You want something new and different and unique and huge? Adam Pierce. One-on-one. Straight up versus Paul Heyman. Your verbal agreement is official. <laughs> 